0: One more CSP in this icy cold January before we find February right here amongst us. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts here staving off a little bit of a last second January cold. I've got a delicious black tea with honey here for the purposes of this broadcast to protect my vocal cords in my Globex mug with uh, uh, Hank Scorpio on it. Uh, Joining me and possibly having to do a bit of the carrying with my my strained vocals First of all, we've got the the sultry English tones of Joe Towner Good evening everybody And also the the dulcet Irish tones of one Paul Griffin
1: Hello! Jesus!
0: (laughs) We love him, don't we? Um, Jesus I meant, not Paul, Paul's alright though Um, How we doing fellas, as I was saying there I might be a little bit croaky today um i did have to I, I on thursday i did kind of uh, d- cut streaming short like halfway through because i'm just kind of i'm not like I, I don't i don't think i'm actually sick yet i just feel like i'm on, i've been i'm that annoying on the cusp of it stage which is just irritating mm. the fuck out of me um uh so yeah it's, it's been it's been pretty dang cold in this part of the world here been battered by various storms but you sure, look we're we're we're, we're doing this um a uh, very long lineup of things to chat about here uh, uh, on this show, but I, 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 we, we've got wrestling news, we got we got the movies, we got the TV's, we got the games, we got the the, the whole charade. Um, one thing that I have been doing, bearing the elements, uh, uh, this week was uh, we did have the cat get out into the the outside world. Um, he had his Truman Show moment where he went, "Wait, loads of people <laughs> are watching me. I'm the center of attention, but there's more out there." There's more poor um,
2: things adventure.
0: Little poor things adventure. Yeah, poor things <laughs> discussion coming up later in movie. Goff, look forward to that. Um, yeah, so so th- th- we obviously got this this cat when he was a little kitten, and he's gonna he's going to be an indoor cat no matter what. But obviously at some stage we wanted to broach the topic of him going outside just to get his bearings. It was not intentionally done this week. Basically, we were letting the dog out to pee and just lickety split out he went. Um, yeah. He's he's been eyeballing the outside world for quite a while and uh he made a break for it didn't really like it i was like yeah it's rubbish you it's don't want to nice. be out there i mean i mean you're you're in this house you're getting doted on you've got a dog to annoy you got a big endless supply of food and loads of seats to steal and uh, mm. so he, he, he thankfully didn't you know jump i mean he's chipped and all that but he didn't make a uh, you know he didn't make a break for real freedom so little kitty cat is is uh, uh is making some, I'm a little bit worried that when he does get to this because he is so badly coddled I'm a little bit worried that when we do eventually just start just leaving him out because he's a cat and he might want to go roam that he'll be very badly bullied by the other cats the real street yeah. cats because he because he's a little little soft he sleeps in the dog's bed now which <laughs> is like he's like henry the Eighth, just this little cat love, in this i love
2: the pictures of the dog and the cat in the bed together
0: they, they are but he's what he'll do is he'll he'll get in there before the dog and then the dog's looking yeah. at me like well, I can't get in he's like he's like stretched his tiny little frame uh, yes. diagonally across <laughs> In the most, it's the most opulent relaxation you've ever seen in your life.
3: Um, and I'm
0: just gonna, and and he's gonna, uh, you know, eventually we're gonna leave him out. And you know, these two streetwise cats, you know, uh, uh, Muggsy and Claws, gonna be get a lot of this little indoor boy. you think you can come yeah. over here and get at it? And they're gonna rough him up. I'm worried about where's it, you, you know. Where's your, where's your dog pal now? Yeah, where's that? Where's your big, stupid dog bodyguard now? <laughs> See, where's your lunch money? Do you think he's got to be like a, a little nan kid or something? <laughs> Mm. Possibly, I mean that is that is the concern, and so we've 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 responded with, to that thought by just doting on him even more. But yeah, best yeah, nice. cat adventures for 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 the week. Also, we got we got a new bin in the kitchen, and he uh, he's using the, the the box as a new house, which he loves oh, doing. That's nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Love we, we we still haven't demolished it because we keep saying, "All right, I'm tearing that box down." now. But he's like, "No, he's, he's like, like, oh, it's well, no, I love it."
1: He's probably... We have the exact opposite problem with our cat in that. Whenever we leave the house, she wants to follow us. Mm. And I, when I say follow, I mean, on Saturday morning, Michelle got up to go to Zumba class and the cat followed her down the road for about five minutes <laughs> to the, to the main road. And then was, and then just, and then just, she runs across the road. She, she just runs back and forth across the busy road. Love to see that. Uh, she doesn't care. Um, gotten to the point where it's so like today I tried to go out. And I sneak out, you know, I close, close, close the living room door, get my coat on, try not to make too much noise with the keys. I sneak out. I run up the driveway just so I can get beat her to the road. I look round, you're galloping along yeah. behind me, like, to catch up. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So we have taken to just either locking the cat flap or locking her in the living room because it's it's impossible. Then she will get run over. Yes. So, well, every yeah. time she, she gets near the road, I'm like, oh, God, please don't get run over.
0: Yeah, you're in bustling um, London town, you know.
1: Yeah, so she, yeah, she doesn't like it, but she's going to be locked in more and more. Sorry,
0: you're not going to be. One of, you're not going to be. I, I actually don't think I've ever seen one in real life. You're not going to be a, a cat leash person. We're not going to be cat leash persons. I've, I, I don't I think, think I've ever in, re, in real life seen someone walking a
1: cat with a leash. Uh, no, they. Have you ever seen that picture of Salvador Dali taking an armadillo for a walk? That's what people. <laughs> <laughs> cat leash is reminding. It's got very, very affected, isn't it? Like you, you yeah. don't really take a cat for a walk. Cats don't walk with you. They, yeah, yeah, they run around. It, it just and it they're... does seem
0: to just be in service of the person rather than the cat. Yeah. Like, the cat's like I don't, I don't want, I don't want this. Anyway, that's the cat update. Uh, what else is going on in the old life guff with yourself, Joe? Busy week, quiet week. What are we doing?
1: Well, it was a busy week. Michelle's birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Friday. Michelle! So she has been spoiled rotten uh, as bloody usual. Mm. Um, so yeah, birthday, birthday gifts, Friday, lovely card. And then we went out for dinner on Friday evening, Saturday. We were all over town, all over London town, mostly, mo- mostly around the kind of hipster parts of, of East London, mm. which is very, it's kind of, uh, the Brooklyn of London. That's where all the hipsters okay. are. They're trendy restaurants and you know, those little hats they wear, they've got the little rolled up hats right at the top of the head and they kind of, and they've got the trousers that don't go all the way down. Probably a lumberjack shirt on mm-hmm. big circle you didn't see <laughs> No teeth. Uh flaming <laughs> flaming two by four. Flaming table. Uh, you know yeah, just... like you know the hipsters. You know the hipsters. <laughs> um so we went to a very there's a very, very nice taco place uh in East London, which is only open from twelve till four, and there is a queue outside going all the way oh, down God. bloody street. And then the actual place itself, the, the venue is very small. So you're, you're, you're kind of queuing to get your food and people are like, oh, sorry, just got to get out just squeeze fast, but they cook everything from scratch. It's not like they're kind of just scooping things out of a, a yeah. little, you know, container and putting it onto the taco. Like they're actually cooking everything. So that's why it takes time, but they, they were very, very delicious. We then, so that was lunch. And then we went and kind of got an early dinner at this sandwich place, sandwich place called Dom's subs that does like a proper, <laughs>
0: Here we go. Took me a second. Sorry, took me a second. <laughs> they do
1: like a proper Sopranos Italian sandwich with the layers of like the salami, the ham, mm. the garbagu, the provolone, the salad. The bro- uh, you know, it was. It, there's not many places like that in London that does that kind of big sandwich. Yeah. So um, we got those and brought them home, and that was quite delicious. So that was that was fun. And then today, bit more, bit more chilled out. Yeah, it's been a very, very nice weekend. It's been quite sunny as well. It's been very. Unseasonably warm and quite sunny this weekend. Yeah, If I mean, I'm not. I support global warming, but 12 degrees in January and sunshine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You won't say no.
1: <laughs> Can't knock it.
0: Just burn that coal. Just keep burning yeah, keep, it. Keep burning, just, baby. Yeah, you just, keep in your, in your just do it. You, you know, that
1: AI running. Burn some Absolutely, more coal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was actually just reading about that, yeah, like the, the, the latest wrinkle in the ne- in the never-ending, like, AI uh, yeah. sort of, it was, like, just, 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 like, emptying, em- emptying lakes so you can yeah. see so Batman the- with boobs.
1: <laughs> so ChatGPT can write all your emails for you. Yeah. Just burn uh, down a
0: rainforest. ChatGPT, draw me a picture of... Of what if Batman and Spider Man were a transformer and <laughs> and and it and it looked a bit like Optimus Prime. Okay, here you go. I've I've killed I've killed X amount of trees. Here you go. Yeah. Um and it looks terrible anyway. Um but yeah. Uh Paul, how about your week? How's your week been?
2: Week's been alright. Uh played a little bit of football again. Uh you might recall I twisted my ankle the week before.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the injury report with Paul. What's it been this time? What would you do now? Yeah,
2: I, I got kicked in the other ankle really hard. What? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Accidentally did
2: or did you deserve it? No, it was accidentally, of course. Okay. Um, but it, it like hurt worse than the time I twisted the one. The yeah. Week before. Um, but that was fun. Um, What else? My, I have a TV problem, mm-hmm. which as, you know, three owners of very nice televisions. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of part of a man's essence, is his (laughs) television. Yeah. So I was watching um, a movie, which I will talk about later, uh, a Netflix movie on my TV, and I did notice halfway through that there was a little artifacting on the the Mm. screen, specifically a one-pixel horizontal line Mm. stretching across. About a quarter of the way down the screen from the top, and I said, "Oh, this might be a problem with the the video, or it might be the app, or whatever." Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's the telly. I, I did all the troubleshooting. I did the, the the soft reset. I did the hard factory reset, mm. and and uh, it's still there. Now it's not a massive inconvenience. It's as I say, it's it's a single pixel line across. So yeah. watching from a distance is not like, I can't, I can't see what's happening anymore. It's obscuring the view. But it's also a little, and it, it, it's not a, a physical damage either because the TV is kept in immaculate condition. It's something, course, yeah, yeah. something internally has likely gone awry. Gone awry, got disconnected, mm-hmm. loose connection, whatever. Because I've only had it for a year and a half. So it, it would still be under warranty. And I'll reach out to um, Power City in the morning, which is where I bought it. Let's see what what we could do. But um, it was annoying because I was watching the uh, the Royal Rumble on it last night as well. And again, once you kind of are watching something on it for long enough, you kind of lose it. You you, you yeah. stop paying attention to it. And then it catches your eye again. You go, ah, that thing is there again.
3: Yeah, Because what yeah. It seems
2: to be, it seems to be, I'm no expert on televisions, but it seems to be a row of pixels from lower down the screen is showing in the wrong position. Because they're not not dead pixels. That's not going to ask,
0: are they dead pixels? No, No,
2: they are are colored pixels, but they're they're from the colors on the bottom half of the screen.
0: Mm, Weird. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, like I say, I've only had it for a year and a half. And because I bought it online, thank God, I do still have the receipt, the invoice. Yeah. So I'll reach out to them in the morning and see if we can do some sort of exchange or repair or whatever they need to do. But yeah. it's,
0: uh, it's very annoying. And hope they don't just say, "Well, why don't you just just imagine that line at the bottom of the TV, and there you go." We've, we've done it, you know. But yeah, when, you, when you're on when you're talking about your main TV, your good TV that you do all your real watching on, you can't. It, 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 it wouldn't matter if it was just one pixel. You can't. No, have it. exactly. You can it It's a very
2: it's, it's a big TV, so yeah, you know, mm. even one pixel is proportionately very very slight. But it's um, it's it's an annoyance yeah but i mean i've, I've had worse things like the, the tv i had before had a little area of it that was like burned onto it
0: yeah so it was like yeah. there's like
2: a, li- a little splodge on the tv where you wouldn't notice 99 percent of the time and then it would cut to like a snowy vista and it's mm. got this big dark you know uh, nickelodeon logo yeah lucas aid stain yeah so um that's basically all from here i did i did get some posts in the week go on uh only let me just check the calendar uh, a month and a half late but uh it did finally arrive my little uh, power slam oh uh yearbook 1994 i'll talk a little bit about that later on but it's a nice little uh it's a nice
1: and thick oh yeah it's nice it looks nice, yeah thick it thick looks enough. like a very sizable uh, six six issues of, you uh, sort of a fly with I that before. you could yeah. you could do some damage heavy enough
2: um but yeah, I started reading that, quite enjoying that. I'll talk about that later on. Uh, otherwise, a fairly nondescript uh, week. I did go in. I did uh, go to the um, city center of Dublin for the first time in quite a long time to do some shopping. Okay. And uh, bought some uh, some nice uh, socks and underwear from Penny's. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> been a bad week. <laughs> that was all I came away with. I went the whole way to the city center, that's all I bought. I yeah. did have a look in um Toy Master, which is uh the only AEW action figure uh retailer still Yeah. They, they don't carry them in Smiths anymore. No. And they did have they did have uh a, still a good selection in, in Toy Master. Uh very tempted to buy Taz just for the kind mm. of meme of it, but I did yeah. I said nah, we, we don't need one of those right now. Um and then obviously like I say, I did um, sign up for the old Federation Network to watch mm. uh, to watch the Royal Rumble, and I've watched already. I, I I signed up for it yesterday afternoon, and I've already watched about ten hours of <laughs> content. So I'm, <laughs> right. I'm getting my money's worth. I'll talk about that later as well.
0: Yeah, I was wondering. Actually, yeah, I saw some older wrestling on the on the run sheet, and I was uh, I was wondering who whomst was was was. Yeah, uh, doing the deep dive. We'll take way over to wrestling anyway uh, uh, for the wrestling news section of the show. Oh, I obviously, the week, I know. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, as well, like obviously, the I mean, the big story of the week was was the 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 latest on on the Vince scandal. But even yeah. that that was Friday, was it Thursday? Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And it it already feels like that was a week ago because there's been so much since you know because we've had the Rumble and then there was the press conference and there was the. There was the, I think, so obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of coming to this a, co- a couple of days late. So I think the most kind of recent thing worth mentioning was like six hours there where Slim Jim were pausing, quote unquote, pausing their involvement, which seemed a bit odd. Um, yeah. uh, you know, so obviously, yeah I mean, I'm sure everyone at the stage knows the, the latest Wall Street Journal article, which is quite e- extremely difficult to read and and horrible. With details on on uh, relating to the, it was one of the cases previously reported on, but in non specific details, and now there's a lawsuit mm-hmm. Wall Street reported on that. And so yeah, and so I suppose the the question whenever a scandal like this happens, always okay. Well, the real difference maker will be if a sponsor pulls. And then so Slim Jim did confirm to a couple of outlets that they were quote unquote pausing their involvement. Then Vince resigned, and then they and they almost immediately put a follow up statement out saying, okay, we're on pausing, we're back. And I was like, that seems a bit that seems a bit um, uh, we we really didn't want to actually stop advertising. But we just really felt we had to say we were going to, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when I think the the details of this story convey a certain cultural issue. Uh, Obviously, you know, Vince at the very top being a massive shithead but like a, a whole pervasive culture down
2: yeah the roots uh, buried deep yeah country. and yeah. the
0: idea that that we got for the second time in two years we got another vince stepping aside statement and then slim jim is like oh we're back yeah we're back yeah, um, yeah. so yeah what did you what, what did you uh, uh folks make of of, of those developments? Mean,
2: royal rumble aside from wrestlemania is the big show that all the lapsed fans were And yeah, I'm sure they have a huge spike of Peacock slash WWE network subscribers this time Mm. of year. And Sim Jim probably were, 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 you know, it's quite, quite a big promotional deal there. So I get that, but yeah, to your point, it does seem very premature to say, Oh, Vince resigned. Therefore it's all good. And that was also Mm. something that we saw in triple H's conference comments after the pay-per-view. Uh, which <laughs> he I... didn't say anything, did he? He, he said no. no
1: well, he, he said what allegations? I'm just focused on the positive. Like that is yeah. I was even the gene- you know the generic kind of well we're, we're going to do this and that yeah know, answer you normally get. He didn't give that. It was just like eh, like you ex- you expected
0: know, but... nothing. But I got the impression that he didn't even have a pre prepared. Um here is my thing and all I can do is repeat like he didn't even have that he seemed caught on the hop which mm. I'm like how are you how are you possibly caught on the hop by this yeah he, he he came out
2: very uh bad bad to me um to your point that he 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 didn't have anything prepared but also what he did say I found a little bit disturbing in the sense of that someone in, in his position hadn't even read
1: the uh the details of the lawsuit yeah oh, which i didn't even yeah, read it yet well, was, you? isn't it your job he was looking I don't through see the the call of vince's office probably see most of it To be honest, i mean so he, he he's it.
0: he's he's there's also the thing of that guy because the other thing is like well first of all that would be ridiculous if it was true and then there's like but well, is it even true is he just lying and saying he didn't like it like i don't hmm. know he's uh yeah there's, the, there's the,
2: being protective and defensive and there's
0: being weirdly aloof to it yeah that was that was the word it was he was way too aloof way too aloof um yeah so um so yeah i i mean what comes next i suppose is anyone's guess get the impression with you know slim jim leading the i i'd be doubtful if there's any more sponsors pulling out realistically i would say um, uh, so a bit, based a If if any if any others were going to do it, Friday probably would have been the day. Uh, Friday or Saturday would have been the day to do it, and none of them bothered. So I think uh, it
2: depends on what else comes out. I mean, we saw a very slight with the Ronda Rousey tweet about Bruce mm. Prichard. I wonder if we're going to see over the next few days, not necessarily a landslide, but more and more people coming out to say, maybe non non currently yeah non currently, uh, yeah, currently people, employed people to say. Yeah. I've seen X, Y, Z, or mm. I was aware of you know this happening, um, and maybe that would lead to to further things uh, like sponsors pointing out and the like. But it depends if people are going to keep hush, then maybe we won't see any more any more impact.
0: Yeah, um, and also what what other uh, stories come out? Because again, this is one of many people we know has has, has an NDA. That was again yeah. in the initial wave of reporting a year and a half ago. Um, so so yeah, we'll see. So d- developing. So and also, I think as well, how how out of the picture is he actually now? Because like I think we've 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 kind of done this dance already with the with the fake retirement a year and a half ago. You know, well,
2: I mean, I, I think Endeavor and TKO is a different
0: situation. Oh, yeah, oh totally. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gone. Yeah. Gone. Gone. There'll be, there'll be no more. There'll be no more. I, the timeline of, of, of how much they know and when did they know this story is gonna because the timeline of like he was there at the New York Stock Exchange when they did their big Netflix announcement, obviously things like that won't be happening anymore. <laughs> um, it makes the it makes the the timing of things like the rock announcement as well very oh. interesting because uh, the rock announcement seemed weird and then and then I saw people initially before the Vince story came out speculating that maybe the rock was a little bit of a distraction because the netflix deal is like not as good as it initially looks when you start to peel away at it but the rock is the big shiny kind of headline grabber and now posts knowing about the Vince story, maybe that's also uh, a factor mm. where they're like well we've got like the most beloved celebrity on earth in a in a figure in a in a, in a, in a uh, something of rese- something resembling a leadership role in the company now mm. but uh how how all those pieces fit together is is, is...
1: there were some conspiracy theorists online on well on Reddit.com suggesting that this was actually awkward. this was TKO who were almost behind it. Like, they were the ones oh, yeah. the thing out there as if like they had Vince at the stock market opening two yeah. days before. Why would they have him there and then reveal yeah. that he's a sex trafficking rapist? I don't think yeah. that quite works. You know, no. There was I can't I can't find the tweet, but there was a quote from Nick Calm where he was like he acknowledged all the controversy from mm. the previous summer. And then it was some really glib comment about how, and you know, and then we moved past all of that kind of thing. And now Vince, they had, they had thought they had gotten away with it basically. Yeah. What is yeah. why I think they were like, yeah, Vince is going to be the figurehead. He's not in charge anymore, but he's like the founder, the figurehead yeah. that all went away. They thought it was all done. And they thought they were, out. they thought
0: they were clear. They thought they were like, clear for sure. Yeah.
1: Then this all came to light and it's, it's caused problems for them, but yeah. Pff, yeah.
0: So there you go. Um, yeah. So again, that
1: that 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 kind of dominated the
0: weekend. Uh, again, this feels like a million years ago now because so much has happened. But obviously, then earlier in the week we had the Rock announcement, uh, where he got the uh, he got the role on the board. Uh, uh, he got what, thirty million in stock. Finally, that guy gets a bit of cash. I, I, was, I was worried. I was I, I was worried about him. I was worried about him. Uh, it's funny and, because
2: I was I was actually watching. Um, do you remember his original? comeback promo against John Cena, where he was like standing on top of a mountain, doing it into like his phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember he said, uh, you know, I come back to WWE. I don't do it for the money, John. I don't need the money. I'm good. Uh, yeah. 30, 30 million in stocks, please at the same time. Yeah, but he,
0: but he, 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 I, he didn't qualify, I'm doing it for free, John. Uh, he said, I don't need no, <laughs> In, fact, in yeah. fact,
2: he said that about John Cena. You damn sure don't do it for
0: free. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got his digital role. And then, yeah, they got the Netflix deal, which, um, on an, on an initial reveal, seemed spectacular. It was like a five-year deal with an option for a 10-year extension for a value of, of $5 billion. And they initially announced it as the raw US TV deal. And then eventually in the press release, it was like, also in 2025, Netflix in the UK, Ireland, Canada, Latin America, and I think a couple of other mm. markets is getting everything, everything. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, pay-per-views, yeah. and p- presumably the Archive. Um, which then when you start to look at it, first of all, it's still they've definitely made extra money over their last deal. But when you look at it' it's like well, 500 million d de- you know 500 million you know a year is uh, it's not, it takes you a little bit of money, but also it's kind of like you're then off television. Yeah, TNT uh, uh, is runs out on the, with them, I guess. Yeah, the the you know you're you in ev- in almost every market, all your major markets, you're off television. That's one of those things where people act like. I mean, look, cable is dying. Obviously, it's 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 going, but it's not as dead as people kind of make it out to be. And it's it's very weird to think of, especially mm-hmm. for sports. Especially for sports mm-hmm. is kind of the thing propping sports are kind of the thing propping up cable. Uh so it mm-hmm. seems very bizarre. not not bizarre i thought maybe on the next round maybe five in five years time from now maybe the next round that's when an amazon or a netflix would come in i was shocked to see that that they're they're going full bore on netflix um uh this go around but uh but yeah um it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting
1: um I, i think it's a good move I I do agree. I thought they'd probably get one more, squeeze one more round out of cable. There was still enough value there before going fully to streaming, but they've kind of jumped a bit early. But I think they showed the network that that was was a great example of how they can make a streaming service work. And then Peacock as well. They've made a lot of money from, even though Peacock doesn't make any money. They have made a lot of money. They get their money
0: off, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe in a couple of years, it will look like a smarter decision if the cable channels have... Deteriorated even further, um, but you know, but Netflix is so ubiquitous. They just incre- somehow they've increased their subscribers massively this quarter, despite the fact yeah. that they don't make any good content and they put the prices up. And there's ads, and you can't show your password. <laughs> They're still going up. It, like it's I it's saw that. I was up. like,
0: what? How? How? Like, um they
1: show is Suits. They are now the USA Network.
0: They are now USA. Yeah. 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 Um yeah because that's the other thing when i when 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 you realize that the, the how many years this thing is going to run you're kind of like i saw people say well who knows where netflix will even be in 10 years time because mm. obviously they'd growth this this quarter but they have a lot of debt and they've had a lot of whiffs and and mm. it seems like they get a lot of negative press for their pricing and stuff like that but also yeah i i, I don't think that's reflected in people canceling it i think it's still probably the the most ubiquitous streaming mm. service but yeah that's that's this time next year that comes into effect that deal uh, so um, it'll be interesting. So yeah, this part of the world will be able to just watch literally everything. It's also it, it is it's also the first time there has been one outlet to watch everything. You know, no no separate channels yeah. for Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and a separate again for the pay per view. So uh, we'll see we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I I don't really feel like I'll be inclined to to, to watch it at all. But yeah, um, the only question yeah. for for us becomes uh, not for us because the three of us don't necessarily
2: care. But on this side of the road. In terms of the old content, mm. your 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 historical raws, nitro, yeah.
0: all that stuff, mm. that all goes to Netflix. I guess. I assume Question so. Mark? Yeah, yeah. People had people had their trepidations about the peacock thing, but it, things they, they did eventually. Now people don't like the peacock interface and the mm-hmm. UI, but it's 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 on there. It is on there. So yeah. so now can I mean it's gonna be. A, a, a weird it's going to be a weird new age for Netflix because they're going to have to just deal with the size of that archive but also obviously they're now dipping their toe into live stuff. I haven't watched mm. any of their previous live stuff. I've heard not good things about how they've they've handled <laughs> their live broadcasts in the past, but yeah. I haven't watched any of it so I don't know. Um but yeah, that's the mm. it was a, a big a big um a, a week of wrestling news obviously we'll, we'll we'll dive more into it in the wrestling review. Obviously yeah. get the rumble as well. We'll talk about that in the uh <laughs> In the reviews section, uh, we'll segue over now. Well, the only, she- the only
2: other thing we have first in, in terms of news, I wanted to get your guys' take on the Oscar nominees that came out. Mm. Okay, sure. Um, so longtime listeners will know that I every year do a uh, a full watch of every film nominated for what I consider the top nine categories, mm. which are Best Picture, Best Director the four acting categories obviously the two screenplays adapted and original and then best animated picture just to change it up um most years i would typically have in the range of 15 movies to watch uh after the list comes out uh now this year i did tr- try to get ahead of that and watch some movies like saltburn and priscilla mm. uh, only for them to not get any <laughs> nominations in those categories um so they're not actually on my list anyway, but uh, this year I have uh, as of today, I have eight movies to watch, which is not too bad. Uh, helps that Oppenheimer, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, Holdovers had like 18 between them, knocked out. I've seen, all yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, in terms of snubs, um, sad to see, uh. What's his name? From May December didn't get a nomination for supporting actor. Thought he was well, really didn't. great in that. May December didn't get a single nomination, did it? It got a original screenplay nomination. Oh, did it? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, nothing for uh, Blackberry, which of course we're we're fans of
0: here. Disappointing, disappointing.
2: But it, it, you know, it's to be fair, it's kind
0: of a. It's, it's uh, not an Oscar movie, I don't think. No, it's
2: it's 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 like an indie film to an extent. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not, but a kind of It's kind of under the radar. Um, but yeah, my list of movies I have left. Uh, Maestro, which I've heard mm. is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. American Fiction, which I'm looking forward to see. Past Lives, which I'm very much looking forward to. Also, The Color Purple. I really like the original Color Purple. I'm interested to see how a musical version of that works. Uh zone of interest, I've heard a lot of good things about Nyad I've heard is absolutely dreadful. Um mm-hmm. and then two animated movies, Nimona and Robot Dreams.
0: I looked at that animated list and I was like, bad year. Bad fucking year. But it wasn't
2: uh, a bad year though. I mean, movies like uh that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie were yeah, great. And yeah.
0: movies like, you
2: know, well, we you we have to get the old token uh Pixar. Pixar Disney movie in there. And and I'll spoil it, I watched Elemental this week. Not great
0: it didn't look <laughs> right. i don't it didn't look great well, it it, pixar, it? It's pixar it's it's kind of sad watching pixar movies now. you're like man yeah.
2: I, mean, I don't S- have it spider-man across the spider-verse which of course i saw over in london with joe jo and Michelle it's <laughs> is very, is very good you know it's a very good movie boy in the heron i i think i i loved but i think generally people you know at least would say it's very good elemental eh, not so much uh, nimona i think is one of those like netflix um ones like the sea beast of last year which i'm uh, a bit worried about Robot Dreams, I think, is like a French-Spanish one. So hopefully, I'll be able to see that. Um yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the big uh, snubs, no Margot Robbie for Best uh, Actress, no Greta Gerwig for Best Director.
0: Um, girl, I mean, yeah, I, I'm firmly in the camp of I don't think those are <laughs> snubs. I mean, I mean, you know, he got, he got especially Oscar Robbie. I, just... I, I, I like she's great in that movie. Of course, like I, I don't have a problem with but I'm like. Uh, like you know, and it's not a, you know. I don't know. I haven't seen Nyad, so I uh, and I haven't seen *Killers of the Flower Moon*, so uh, uh you know, I'm not I'm not gonna say you know these are def- these five are definitely better than Margot Robbie because I I couldn't confidently say that. But I'm just kind of like I I really liked Barbie, and when I came out yeah. of it, I didn't come I didn't come out of it thinking that's the best bloody performance of Margot Robbie's career. She better get an Oscar for that. I did not think it was an Oscar level. An the, the, Oscar! I know, I know. This is, know this is the even. problem
2: though, is is people assume that when a movie gets nominated in certain categories, that it should get nominated everywhere.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, like Barbie, let's take a, as a specific example, Barbie is, I think, uh, a very well made movie from the point of view of you know, cinematography and from set design, set design. And from costumes and, you know, is, is it, is, would it? you say it's necessarily a standout from an acting performance in, in any way? I would say Gosling was, was very good in it, very funny. And again, I didn't even think for him, like I would come out.
0: No. Like, yeah. I didn't think he went just, for an yeah. Oscar for that. When people are like, oh, my God, it's just, it's so outrageous. And it's like, okay, well, n- nominate either of them would be my solution. Not, not you know, I, yeah. I, and he's, like, he's it's great. Everyone comes out of that movie going, oh, my God, Ryan Gosling. But again, <laughs> you come out of it going, oh, my God, Ryan Gosling, what an Oscar worthy, an Oscar? An Oscar <laughs> for, for, for him going, oh, I'm just Ken. Him I waving. mean, it's great. I don't want to, I don't want to slag it, but, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's. And like the American Ferreira one, I thought I, th- I thought that was
2: that was the weirder thing. More so than Robbie not getting one was America
0: Ferreira getting one. For yeah, I mean, I guess she, her, like,
2: a forgettable performance in that
0: movie. I think the thing is she has the big mo- she has the moment from that film, and I guess mm. that's where they kind of felt obligated, you know. <sighs> um i wouldn't be surprised I mean, if let, let's either, just get let's honest. just
2: get out in front of it and, and say that we, we also realize before anybody points us out that the oscars are ultimately arbitrary and pointless
0: anyway yes and and kind of <laughs> rubbish and I, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the the podcast before but like when people bemoan the game awards and say oh would they do this at the oscars i'm like you know most people also don't watch the oscars is the other thing as yeah. well so I, I i don't think we should you know hold them up as this, especially the last couple of years, there's been some absolutely bizarre shakes. And, you know, I know every now and then like certain awards are given to like legacy people. Like, you know, people get awards for maybe not their best movie, but the Academy's like, this person probably should have won one before but and but you kind of look at the last couple of years it's like okay it seems to just be mainly that it seems like i i i'm so because i mean i know paul you go very thorough every year it's pretty rare that you know not rare but it's not as common as you think that you look at all the winners and go yep yep well these all make sense oh yeah, definitely, two, all, definitely not. these are you know but yeah
2: and then the thing for the thing for barbie of course that girl again and uh margot robbie our Oscar nominated for Barbie, just in different categories. In different categories, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure they're okay with it. And, and that's the thing, like Gosling's statement. He came out and was like, I'm I'm so disappointed. Oh my god, shut up. Yeah, shut up, idiot. man. Shut up. Shut. Anyway. Um happy to see Anatomy of a Fall nominated for uh screenplay director I'm gonna see that tomorrow. I very much enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's very, very good. Um Oppenheimer, obviously, I think Oppenheimer is going to more or less sweep the board in terms of I think so. the, yeah. the stuff that was nominated for. I think it'll get director, film, I think Cillian Murphy will probably get best actor as well. Um,
0: I don't know, I haven't seen Maestro yet. I mean, that that is a movie oh. that I had zero intention of watching, and then it just got, it is nominated. It's, it's, is it like second behind Oppenheimer, I think, it's for like most nominations? Uh, I
2: think... Well, in terms of the the categories that I look at specifically, poor things has more, but it oh, might have
1: overall, yeah. more overall. And music, music, and yeah. sound design. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed. Killers of the Flower Moon didn't do better because I think that was better than a lot of these movies. But it's, yeah, you know, no, uh, Leo, Leo. is his best performance, really. I I, I think he's. <laughs> I don't not you know, always love his performances. I think he's a big, great, big, really good movie star. I no. think some his performances are a bit lacking, but this one was genuinely good mm. and uh, didn't get nominated. But you no, know, that was good. good for, happy for Gladstone at the same time. I have to I I will
0: I have say, say I'm I, mean, I gotta get to it.
2: One one takeaway I have, and I'll I'll leave it on this because otherwise we'll just be talking about the Oscars for an hour, is I think it's still an indictment of opportunities given to women in supporting roles that every year it seems like the the, the Oscars have, you know, the big Best Picture nominees are all the ones you'd expect. Best Actress are the ones you would expect. And then Supporting Actor is always stacked. Downey Jr. this year. Mm. Um, let me just pull up the list here as well. You know, Best Supporting Actor. We have Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. De Niro, Killers of Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Gosling and Barbie. Uh, Ruffalo. Uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Ruffalo, Poor Things. American Fiction as well. And then it's like, Supporting Actress is always three movies that are not nominated for anything else, but they but have the, to go, like, find a, a
1: supporting yeah. actress role. Yeah, a movie yeah. you've never heard of. I'm not going to say it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: exactly. I had literally not heard of that until these nominations came out. Like, I have I have never heard of that film until mm. until this week. Nia,
2: Nia's in Color Purple. Now, Color Purple, I've heard, is good. But it's I've like, heard it's great, and it's... It's yeah. not nominated
0: for anything else. They
2: have to go find a film. Like, why is there not more... Supporting actress roles in these big temple films—it's yeah. kind—it of, it's, it's, kind of is telling, and that's not only this year; that's going back years upon years. Anyway, uh, I will be reviewing those films over
0: the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm going to try and squeeze a couple of them in. I'm going to see Anatomy of the Fall tomorrow. Great. Um, the local, the local indie cinema—they're not doing weekly showings, but they've got most of these films coming up in the next yeah, yeah, yeah. in the next month or so. Um, so yeah, looking, looking forward to it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Grab the old Apple Plus and see Marty's Marty's new epic. Uh um, ah, Killers yeah. of the Fire Moon is, is extremely good, to be fair. Yeah. So um yeah, that's uh so that'll be that'll be movie guff for the next few weeks. So sort of forward to that. Let's take way over to our quizzes for the week and obviously quizmaster mm-hmm. Paul. What do you want to do? Do you want to do fantasy first or do you wanna do um, yeah, we'll
2: do the fancy update, um, go on. Um, fantasy update Fantasy. Because it is the end of the first month. We're we're one twelfth of the way yeah. through yeah. now. Uh, I do have an update. So just to give people uh, a catch up here, any new listeners, we did do our draft. You maybe go back and listen to the draft episode, which was our uh, last uh, episode of 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe's team, Orange Cassidy, Will Ospreay, Claudio Castagnoli, Hangman Page, Cash Wheeler, Nick Jackson, Max Castor, Hook, Kyle Fletcher, and Adam Copeland. My team, John Moxley, Brian Dynaston, Tony Storm, Jay White, Darby Allen, Hikaru Shida, Wardlow, Kenosuke Takeshita, who I traded in for MJF, Sky Blue and Chris Statlander, and Barry's team, JB Hader, Dax Harwood, Swerve Strickland, Ricky Stark, Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Miro, Julia Hart, Eddie Kingston, Willow, Ninego. So one month in, uh, Joe is still top of the table on 64 points. His 10 wrestlers between them this month have had 23 matches for an average points per match of 2.78, which is very good. Um, I'm in second place currently, 10 points only behind, caught up again a little little tiny bit, Uh, 54 points. Uh, I've only had 20 matches though, so my team have had three fewer matches than Joe. Mm. for a points per match of 2.7. So only 0.08 behind per match. And then in third place, only two points behind me, so still very, very close, is Barry. Um, I'm not losing faith. Also on 20 match, uh, twenty matches total, 2.6 average. Okay. So it, it is very close. Um, in terms of people who have not wrestled yet, Joe in first place has three of his team who have not wrestled yet, which is the, okay. also the most. Mm. Damn. Uh, that's Osprey, Nick Jackson, and Kyle Fletcher. Yet to, uh, never mind. Yet to, you know, put a point. They're yet to have a match. No, I have okay. one person who hasn't wrestled yet, which is uh, Women's Champion Tony Storm, and Barry has two: uh, Miro and Jamie
0: Hater. I was about to say two injured people, as I know you don't. Miro's not injured, he's just no. Miro. Um, he's just Miro, only, he's just not coming to work.
2: <laughs> I also just... I also have a, a, a separate, I have the top table of, of wrestlers. I put a little table on there. Joe has the top three scoring wrestlers in the league so
0: far. I knew Joe was going to be good at this. Right I, yeah? knew he, I knew he was going to be. Can I ask, you worked out our points per match there, which was very impressive yeah. of you to do, so well done. Is that mm-hmm. what XG is? <laughs> well, XG is expected goals, yeah. Okay, they, is it close
3: to that? Um, no
0: no no, 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 no. What is it? I have absolutely no clue. What when people <laughs> I, when people I followed start talking about XG, I've absolutely no. I, I've tried to figure it out on my own without just googling it. I've tried to discern from the context <laughs> what they're saying. What's expected
1: and I, goals? So what? What would? What do you think?
0: Is it like expect? So a, a prediction of goals going based on the player's previous output
1: no it's based on the chances a team gets in the game so they they assign a point score to each chance or each sorry each shot each shot um okay shot for shots on targets but uh, one of the two okay. so if if you're like on the goal line and you're you basically miss that's going to be like a higher score than if you're a shooting point, a point yeah, expected from goal. like 30 yards out you're not expected to score. So it's like a 0.05. Right. So they no assign a, a probability based on the shots and then they add those all up and that gives you whatever your. What happened to, to is. the
0: bloody game I love? Eh? Now it's all <laughs> robots and formulas and AI and VAR yeah, and all this. What happened yeah. to just kicking the bloody ball? In the old onion back. <sighs>
2: um, yeah, so there are um, seven wrestlers in total who have scored more than 10 points each. Uh, I, I have only one of them. I've only got one wrestler in the top seven. That's John Moxley, who's got me 10 points. Then the next three above are all Barry's. Okay. Eddie Kingston, Swerve Strickland, and uh Thunder Rosa. Thunderosa Rosa also on 10. Swerve and Kingston on 12. And then Joe at the top has Hangman Page on 12. Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy on 16. And still top of the chart. Who would have seen this one coming? Joe's number 10 pick. Adam Rated our superstar Copeland on eighteen. So there you go. So that's where we're that's where we're standing. And I do want to say before we move on to quiz, I do have a a proposed rule change. Now I know we shouldn't, we should not, we should not be changing the rules a month in. However, I was looking at something, and this isn't to benefit me. I'm going to throw it out there. We can have a vote. Go on. on on. So we have currently uh, a a championship win of any title aside from the world gets plus 10 plus ten points, right? Mm -hmm. And a world championship win gets plus 20. But then losing a championship gets negative 10. So it seems like if somebody were to win a title and then three months later lose it, it just cancels itself out. There's no benefit to having won the title. So I suggest that the losing a championship would be reduced to minus five. So that if you win a title and then lose it, you still benefit by having had the title by five points. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's fair.
0: Because you're right, yeah. it, is, it is negating it, especially if they do a quickie change, you know. Um, I, I think that's fair. I'm happy to. Mm. I'm, I'm I, don't, happy. So I, I
2: I'm only have that. Tony Storm as a child. I think we all have a champion. We all have a champion. George Cassidy, yeah. you know, um, so, and Barry's Ricky Starks, who are all going to be defending the titles shortly anyway. So we all mm. kind of run the same benefit, risk, whatever. Mm. Okay, if we're all happy with that. Okay. okay. There we go. It's, it's, it's Motion so, passed. Motion passed. Championship loss, minus five points now, not minus ten. Okay, that's the uh, that's the fancy update. I I will post as always the uh, I'll post again the link in the uh, episode page uh, on the website
0: underneath the artwork.
2: Uh, okay, Paul's we really do have the quiz. work in, folks. Go
0: go check these sheets. <laughs> go check them out. He's putting the work in.
2: I do I do it for myself. It's become a little obsession. I do love a little uh, spreadsheet. To be fair. Um. Okay, we do have a quiz. It is perfect, tenable.
3: Mm.
2: So. T- we, we have two, two rounds each, and uh, the score will be based on how many of the 10 you can get. But you will get mm. that score. Uh, so uh, I'll give Barry the option. Uh, do you want set A or set B? So that Give me no, A. Barry wants A. Okay. So the first round is a Royal Rumble special. Uh, Barry, can you name me 10 entrants in the 1998
0: Royal Rumble. Uh, I could certainly give you a go. Uh, 1998. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just start whenever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Rock. The Rock is...
1: Duh, 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 I know... True F here.
0: Oh, I may, I may be mixing up 97 yeah. and 98 wrong right no, off the, the bat. Rock
1: was, the Rock was second, second last.
2: Yeah. The Rock was indeed okay. uh, uh stone cold steve austin sorry i'm still looking at uh, sorry uh, stone cold steve austin is right as well i t- don't see the rock on the list of entrants but i do see him in eliminated by the rock that's very strange anyway, this is wikipedia okay. this is wikipedia yeah okay um okay. I'll accept the two of them anyway
0: Okay. Uh, can I have Mankind? Oh, he's,
2: he's, he's in his Rocky via and then... Oh, and then Rocky Maivia. They're, they're both correct. That's two. Yeah, uh, Mankind. Mankind is correct. Yeah.
0: I may be getting my years wrong here, but can I go Dude Love? Dude Love is, I should say, it's tenable. Yes. Dum, 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 and may I go Cactus Jack? Is also tenable. That's five. Okay. Now I have to try and remember 98 um, uh Did we have Farouk? Farouk is tenable. That's six. Uh,
2: Dilo? Dilo Brown is tenable. That makes seven.
0: Oh, God. I've actually never watched this Rumble now that I think about it. Um, what? I know.
1: It's not very good, to be honest. honest. Been, uh,
0: Attitude error ones are fucking dreadful. Um, <laughs> uh, uh the godfather or would he have, was he, okay, he had a different name at the time the man who would eventually I, be called I, godfather. I, I, yeah charles wright
2: i call charles wright like charles ride i mustafa is was i was trying to remember that, his that uh, his, his, his name at the
0: time yep. um uh, uh kane kane is
2: not tenable as far as i damn. can see him. damn damn no, I don't, I don't see Kane on the list. No, though, you're right, right? Right? <laughs> the
0: second I said Kane, I was like, no, that's not right. That's not right because he 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 would have been like not K- taking K- pain. Kane was involved in the casket match in the main yes. event, so yeah he, was, yeah, he was not in the rumble itself because he didn't he didn't lose until WrestleMania. That first WrestleMania, mm-hmm. he did yeah, so Yeah, yeah, yeah ah, yes. that was stupid. That was stupid. Okay. Sorry. Do I keep one, going or or, or, one, or, or? More. one more, one more, one more? Yes. Okay. Um,
2: gangrel. No, Gangrel's no not. No, Gangrel. gangrel. So that, okay. that's an eight, an eight for Barry, I believe. Okay, yes, I Okay, Joe, over to you. Same question. Not the same Rumble though. Of course,
0: yeah. <laughs> that'd be that would if he had gotten me there. That would have been <laughs> impressive. Let me tell you. Yeah,
2: you have the same, but you don't get the ten easy ones. Barry already said it. Ooh. No, Joe, you're over to the uh, the two thousand three Rumble. Oh fucking
3: hell!
1: Two thousand three. <laughs> I stopped watching by then. Um, who even won it? Probably Brock Lesnar. Probably uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is tenable. He did win it as well. Um, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Um. Uh, Bradshaw or JBL. Um. I his gimmick would have been at that point.
2: No, he was still up in Bradshaw, I think, in 2003. Yeah. No, not, I'm sure. not seeing him here, Joe. No, Bradshaw's not tenable. Bradshaw, not tenable. Um,
1: uh, Christian. Christian
2: is tenable. Okay.
0: last he's on his own. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: God, Christian's been
2: great for 20 years. <laughs> he's tremendous.
1: Uh, who did Brock even throw out? God knows. Um, the, the big nasty bastard, Big Show, no more BS, Paul White. Um, That's a good guess, Joe, but it's not terrible.
0: Is it not? Cool.
2: Wow. <laughs> no. they uh, Big Show and Brock Lesnar had a singles match to open the pay-per-view for entry oh, in the world. yeah.
1: Rumble. Right. Brock, right, Brock right, beat him. Right, right. Um, so was this the one... Maybe this is the one I'm thinking of. What was that later? Um, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie
2: Guerrero is tenable, so that's three out of five. Five more guesses. Yeah, Chris Benoit. Uh, Chris Benoit is. He was in the
0: title match. I'm fairly sure. He,
2: yes, is not tenable, Joe. I'm afraid. He, he he was against Kurt Angle uh, earlier in the show.
1: Right. Um, three out of six. Brock Lesnar, Christian Eddie uh, Bob Holly. Um,
2: hardcore Bob Holly. Dun, 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 dun.
1: No. no good Joe. Oh, this is like the only, this is the worst rumble you could have picked. It's the only one. Sorry. I literally don't remember three other than Brock winning. I don't remember anything about I. Like, I mean, there are a lot of big names still in there. That you there's
0: a couple you'll kick yourself if you don't get even, even not having not
2: watching uh, at the time.
1: The Undertaker.
2: Undertaker is terrible, of course. Undertaker Vignette. was the, the last eliminated. Was he awesome. yeah. the last? Yeah, yeah. was this a, was because they built up his return with like vignettes, vignettes of like the dead man, and he just come out on the bike again, same old, same old shit. Uh, came. No, you already said Kane.
1: Did oh sorry. sorry. No, Barry, no said.
2: Barry said Kane, excuse me. Kane is tenable for this one. Yeah, so 6 out of 8.
1: Excuse me. I was okay.
2: mixing up the figures. Kane
1: uh, is tenable. Uh, uh Shelton Benjamin.
2: Shelton Benjamin is tenable as well. That's 7 out of 9. One more to match Barry.
1: Paul London
2: no I, I think you're thinking of the 2004 one with the big uh oh the big flip yeah big flip no no pollen then i'm afraid joe it's seven <laughs> points for you
1: okay i'm pretty happy with that
2: pretty happy that. i mean you could have had I, I, I don't want to go through the whole list but Shawn michaels chris jericho ray mysterio edge uh the hardys uh john cena <sighs> so booker t
3: Batista.
0: <laughs> there were a lot
2: of names from the era who were
0: in that. The, role. the, the, the
1: big. <laughs> remember, the, the big would, act, sorry, go on, Joe. So it's like who had got to the main kind of roster yeah. at that point after the Attitude Era? Because yeah, all those people you mentioned. I'm like, yeah, were they around before, Or were they already doing it to those three? I remember.
0: Uh, the, big, the, big, the big angle for that match was Jericho and Michaels were feuding at the time and they they were one and two, weren't they? Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yeah. yes. idea. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah.
2: So very close, only one point in it. Hell yeah. Um, Barry, over to you. WWE wrestlers, current WWE wrestlers whose names do not fall into the first name, second name convention.
0: Oh. Whoa, okay. Okay. Um. So uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Otis. It's tenable. Oscar.
2: Is tenable. Bailey. Is tenable.
0: Can I can I have people whose whose names are two words but they're not like John Smith?
2: I'll I will adjudicate on, on the Okay. Name.
0: Can I have CM Punk?
2: Ooh. That's a tricky one because that that is always. But, just but a it's, name. Not, it's
0: not first name. I know, just saying, it's Punk. not. It's
2: not his. You know, it's, I don't think it's in, in, intended to be like his government name.
0: Um, I'll allow it. Because okay. <laughs> when, when they're shooting, they call him Phil. You know. Um. Okay. Uh. God. Who else is in there? Uh, the Miz i'll allow them is yeah
2: that's fine yeah i mean i will allow it it's obviously correct yeah
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks very
2: much
0: cheers
1: um uh have already named about five in the previous round
0: oh yeah, yeah. they're probably still there actually i should just rack up my brain um but they have oh, they have, have to rock. be currently on the
2: roster though it's it's
1: current oh sorry i didn't miss it i did i did say
2: current um okay the Rock is is whether he's called him courage. He may be he
0: he may be working WrestleMania, you know. But I'll tell you I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. Is you he see just see if he's on the roster page?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm on the list of WWE personnel. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. No, if he's the, not if he's not considered there's, active. There's that's no fair. The Rock, so I, I can't. Okay, it. that's fair. That's fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. He, He's on, he's listed as
0: corporate staff, Dwayne Johnson, but he's not. On okay, the, but he's not uh, a he's not he's not technically a wrestler. Okay. No. Uh, okay, who else we got? Come on, there's those fucking sixty of them. Sixty of them in matches last night. Um, Valhalla, Valhalla, yeah, Valhalla's good. Did I make six, six out of seven? Six out of seven. Okay, um, three more goes. Naomi, Naomi's good, yeah. Oh, there must be more who are who are just a first name. Um. Fuck. Our uh, truth.
2: Our truth. Very good. And one more. Gunther. Yeah. Very good. Nine. Nine. Gunther. Yeah. There's there's a lot of them. Um, there was a
0: lot. Yeah. It's one of those annoying ones where like I there, there's a million and I'm sure I, I'm sure it's people listening. Yeah, this you, going had, for, you had
2: Valhalla, but obviously Eric and Ivar. Eric they, and those Ivar those, as well. Yeah. Um, Ricochet. Ricochet. Um, Who else do we have here? Um, Akam and Razor, the authors of Pain, who are also on the pay per view yesterday. Carlito, are they
0: back? Oh, they are back! Yeah,
2: yeah. Carlito. Uh, Who else do we have? Michin, Scarlett, Shotzi, Tamina. There's lots. We all go through them. Wait, does Scarlett Scarlett have a last name? They don't call her Bordeaux. No, they 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 took it away. Um, All right, Joe. So to, to even it up here. You can, you can tie. I don't. I don't have a tiebreaker, so it's either a tie or or a Barry win here. Uh, AEW wrestlers whose names do not contain the letters A, E, or W.
0: <laughs>
1: Wardlow. <Okay>. Uh, Incorrect. <laughs> 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 All right, W. Okay, Hook. Hook is terrible. Yeah. Sting.
2: Yeah, see, it's funny. I have to think about each one
1: you say. Yeah, though, I, I, I figure yeah, yeah. you're going to say I, one. It's actually going to be wrong. A sting is I'm, tenable. Yeah, I'm typing them out so I can. <laughs> okay. Double check. Yeah. Uh, Miro is oh. tenable. Yeah. Eight. Uh, Roosh? Roosh is good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Eight. No, it doesn't count. Um, uh, oh, this is tough. Yeah. Trying to use some name.
0: How do you have a name without yeah, E?
1: That's impossible. Uh um uh, MJ MJF. <laughs> nice, nice. That's five. That's five. That's five. <laughs> I uh yeah. no, he's got an A. <laughs> a and E. Come on, Paul. Yeah, A and E is really hard. That's really hard. Yeah. Um, Th- there, there's a lot of them. There's more than you would think. Oh, uh Tony Storm?
0: Tony Storm is good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. make 6. Um
1: Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Here we go. Um <laughs> Um Big Bill, Big Bill, nice. So yes. What's that? Seven. Okay. Seven. I can get, I, can get, I can get, three more. Um. Short. Who's got short name? Oh, I
0: got one. This is hard, but this is this is. I've got one.
1: It's a good. Oh wait, no, I'm
0: wrong. I'm wrong. If the one I just thought, I just thought of Will Hobbs. I was like, wait a minute. W uh, His friends uh, called him Bill Hobbs.
1: Yeah. Big Bill Hobbs. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> this is a show. show. Big Bill. Mr. Bill. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bill. Mr. Uh, Bill. That's right, got a W in it. Um uh, <laughs> No, that's one E in it. Jeez, uh, oh, I can only think of name really long names with <laughs> multiple E's and A's in them. Yeah. Um. I think I might have to pass. Um. Uh, nah, I think... You're, you're, you're giving it? I think I'm going to have to give it... Give one.
0: This is hard. Nah, this, one is, nah. this one is tough. It was a
2: hard one. I, hard I, one, I, one, I, I don't all right. Barry, do you have any other ones you can throw in there?
0: Sorry, did you pass it to me?
2: I'm just saying, do you any, any other ones to... to,
0: to no, to, uh, like, I, like I was saying, I was thinking there, and I came up with fucking Will Hobbs, so I got yeah. nothing.
2: Uh, you could Billy Gunn... Um, Boulder and Bronson, oh, the Iron Sandwich Boys. Like,
1: ass. Come on.
2: <laughs> uh, if you said Billy God, I would have been saying, oh, no, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't accept that. Um, who else could we have had? Um, there's a few here. Uh, Dutch as well from The Righteous. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a few, When I was
0: looking here, yeah. I, I, could,
2: I found about 20 when I was looking at it earlier. Um, Dutch if, you're going, if you're going
0: into Righteous members... Ortiz...
2: Ortiz. Ortiz, I guess, yeah. Ortiz. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, um,
1: <laughs> you, you've got the fucking answers, and you can't even get any.
2: <laughs> I did. I not make. I didn't make the list. I, I just when I looked at it, there was less. Rio, uh, RJ City, uh, okay. Jim Ross. Oh, you you Jim got seven, Ross. Ross works for him, doesn't he? Anyway, that's our that's our quiz barrier the winner.
0: This Yay! Week. I feel a bit bad. It's a little bit tainted cuz Joe got a, an impossible one. Um but uh, yeah, we will uh we'll segue over right to our... Impossible oh.
2: too cuz he also got the 2003 Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah. Well, listen that that you know that we he left left of a draw. Still <laughs> yeah. a draw
1: unfortunately.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, uh, we'll jump over here to the wrestling review. Uh, any big takeaways from the Rumble, Paul? I didn't bother watching it, and then I heard it was really boring. Um, um, I saw, I saw, I saw the Jade stuff, and I was like, okay, well, that was pretty good. I was like, I feel like they made a bit of a splash with her, which was good.
2: I, I wouldn't come down as hard on it as a lot of people I've seen do. It, I thought the women's one was was pretty good. I actually preferred the women's one to the men's one. Okay. Because it felt like every woman who came out would at least have something to do. And this is, this is because the day of, I watched three other Rumbles. I watched the 2000 Rumble, the 2002 Rumble, and the 2007 Rumble. And the right. thing you notice, especially of the 2000 and 2002 Rumbles, is there's a lot of just pushing and grappling in the corners. A lot of it. Someone else comes out and they walk over to the corner and they grab someone's leg and it just feels like that for nearly the entire match. The two thousand one in particular is a very bad rumble. This one felt like people would come out and they do some spots and they do some wrestling and there'd be an added value to everyone who came out, and so it it kept the the you know pace flowing. It never felt like it slowed down to just a mush of people you know, grappling in the corners. It, it it definitely felt like more of a match, more of a classic match. Uh, we had the um, Jordan Grace surprise, which was great. Which was nice, yeah. And yeah. I, will, I will caveat as well by saying that I fully avoided any and all spoilers for this. I had well muted, muted a lot of Twitter accounts. Um, the, um, the Jordan one did leak
0: like, like way in advance, like yeah, many hours no, in advance. I,
2: I made it totally unscathed. So that was actually a really nice surprise when she came out. You, Mickey, were you, were you, sorry? Go on. Well, with Mickey James, we obviously had had her in WWE before. This is like a brand new person. Mm. She
0: turned out of the blue, which is great. Were you were you surprised when Naomi came back? Because I like she lost her title. Like it, I, it, it yeah. seemed really obvious she was coming back, but I guess you never know until she's actually. I mean,
2: down, you know? I, no, I wouldn't say I was surprised. It was it was still nice though because I, nice. yeah. I didn't know she I didn't know she was going to be there, but I knew that there was whispers that she was finishing up, like going back like two or three weeks that she was finishing up with TNA. And then her and Jordan Grace had this nice little moment as well. The J debut was very good. They did a very good job of making her seem like a big star. She gave Nia Jax the old power slam over the rope. Yeah, really cool. It was cool. Uh, probably my favorite moment of the entire Rumble, though, was uh, Maxine Dupree's attempt at a flying head Have you seen this? No, uh, was it not good? not good does not do justice
0: (laughs) okay I go. one of the
2: funniest funniest spots i've ever seen in wrestling match god love her she's got no ability whatsoever she went for uh flying head scissors on who was it i don't even remember who was was it on bianca no i forget who she was doing the move on but she went for flying head scissors and there was no momentum she was like her legs are being held and the other person was just like very slowly moving around in circles um it didn't feel like maxine's momentum was actually carrying the move around and then they just kind of fell over and nothing happened and then they got up and went to do it again and did it even worse the second time um
0: Wait, what twitter fucking sucks now just show me a gif of this move oh my god yeah I'm, I'm this sure used to be a you, useful you, website jesus yeah. fucking christ i'm sure you can
2: find a gif of it or a video I, yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's just, you, you Maxine Dupree's uh, one move she did was was extremely funny. Okay. Um but generally speaking I enjoyed it. The Fatal Four Way match for the title was completely forgettable. Um very very mid match two two and a half stars Roman Orton, AJ and
0: LA Knight. Are you Be telling me there wasn't... You didn't think LA Knight was going to beat Roman Reigns after yeah, 17 years' e-
2: Even with that, you
0: know, um,
2: knowledge, the match itself was nothing special. Um, and then the Owens-Logan Paul match was okay. Again, not much to it. Uh, and then the men's Royal Rumble match, I thought was okay. I mean, um, one thing that they didn't have, which which I've always been a fan of to an extent, is the, the token legend coming out
3: mm, mm. from
2: yesteryear. They really didn't have any of that this year. Um, Even in the women's. You know, they had a few surprises, but, you know, okay, with the women, fair enough. You've only got so many times you can do Michelle McCool.
0: I was going to say, I think they've overdosed on that a little bit. They definitely, I like have. They definitely have. And they've overdosed using the same people. Like, how many times can you have the
2: hurricane return?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's nice that they were like, all right, let's try something weird and let's get Jordan Grace in here and let's get a bunch of oh, NXT I, and go, I
2: 100% agree. I would have you know, loved to have seen... Someone else from TNA in the men's one would have been great. Josh Alexander or something would be cool,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, um, Chris Saban
2: or you know, just some, something like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, they did have Andrade return, obviously. Um, and they had uh, Sammy return. Oh, the other thing that was very funny in the Women's World Rumble was R-Truth coming out at number 24.
0: I did see that was good. And I liked that he came out at 24 in the Men's Rumble. Yeah, because that, that, that is a good number.
2: bit of continuity, so, yeah. you know. So R-Truth came out during the Women's World Rumble and looked around and was confused <laughs> and then got thrown over the rope anyway. But then yeah. he came back later in the Men's Rumble, which was very funny. Um, well, I mean, the Men's Rumble was just, you know, very functional. came down, you know, Gunther had a good showing, McIntyre had a good showing, came down to Punk and and Cody. Um, Cody beat him. I mean, I, it was Punk's first televised match as well. I, I don't know whether he looked very good or, I didn't, or, or not uh, didn't,
0: fine, didn't like, see good reviews I'll say that I, I,
2: I I, well, I'll tell you what, I, it, there was a real moment which, which again underlined something that we've said in terms of his promo since he came back just the fucking bootlicking nature of his, his character now he did a pedigree
0: yeah, I was like, oh
2: god, I was nearly sick watching that.
0: I mean, how when when were when were we sick of seeing that? Uh, when everyone was doing it on the Indies as a bit, uh, twenty seventeen or something. Yeah. I mean, I but, uh, but he
2: and Cody both did it, which
0: is like, wait, oh, did it too? Oh my they both, god, they both did it. Oh and it's my like,
2: god, lads. but especially for Punk because Punk's character is the or has been. I, I wouldn't say it is anymore, but Punk's character. During all the years of his success has been the anti-authority voice of the Mm -hmm. voiceless, speaks for himself, kind of an element of Steve Austin, don't trust anybody, kind of the loner, and now he's doing the boss's move.
0: Oh God! And you can't even say that he's like sent. He's firing a shot because like Triple H is like permanently retired because of his heart. So it's not like they're even setting anything up. You know. Yeah,
2: and also he's doing pictures backstage of Triple H, going. Here's oh yeah, me, yeah. Here's he he be
0: yeah. God. Oh God. It was. It was. Uh, it's stuff. I was surprised to see Cody won now, and and yeah, they, they seem to be. You know, he seems to explicitly be saying, "I'm facing Roman." Roman. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. they cannot beat him a second time. I mean, I, no, although i to be honest, last win, year I said they, uh, last year I said they couldn't possibly have beaten him the first time. So, no, no,
2: no. I'm fairly convinced he'll win. He'll win this year.
0: Um, I mean, the fucking the the tagline for the video game that he's on the cover of is like "Finish the finish story, Barry." No, he'll, he'll, game, he'll the, win this year. The game comes out in March now instead of Christmas time. So I okay. mean, if they don't have their cover star do the tagline from the game uh, around the time it gets released, I don't know. Nah. No, he he'll, okay. he'll
2: win and he'll come out on raw with the belt and he'll say what do you want to talk about? And to do all that shit. But um no, I mean look, good for him. I mean Cody as much as we we don't like or watch WWE and especially in, in what's come out these last few days gives even more of a, a distaste for the company. But for to be fair to Cody, that that's the place where he's best suited. We saw that in AEW he was, you know, put these weird limitations on himself that he couldn't be the world champion and so on and so forth, but he does have this phony feeling character that I think is better suited to WWE and their TV style and their environment. So he's doing well over there. Good to hear. I, 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 again, I think we will generally be in favor of the free movement of talent from one company to
3: the, to totally. the other. There,
2: there, there are companies where people feel better suited, you know, and Cody is one. And I think even Jay to an extent feel better suited to WWE. And there's people from WWE who've come over to
0: AEW who feel more at home there. Um, G- I watched Jade's entrance, and it felt like rice. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. This is a megastar who should be in this massive building. I think yeah. the Cody and thing then, is interesting because because I think part of why he was starting to fail towards the end of AEW is AEW was kind of like uh, it's uh, it was it's a it's a promotion full of real guys, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk at the time, yes. John Moxley. So he felt like the fakest guy in the in a real promotion, and in WWE where everything is so so specific in a weird way he comes off like a slightly edgier realer guy than a lot of their other caricatures yeah, yeah. in a way and i think so i think it's i think it fits him well and that's not to say people i think people have already started putting their money on the fact that he may go back at some stage again which i mean like yeah Maybe, if, he, if, he will one day. if he finishes the story and then he runs out of things to do in wwe go back go that, back
2: the, you, you said it perfectly run out of things to do how many people are there in on both sides but more so in wwe how many more times can he do The Miz against someone for the, right. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for The Miz to come to A.W. <laughs> I'm using him as an example of, you know, I, I think we've made this point in the past before, which is that in the territory days, you'd come into town, do your little run for six months, and then move on to the next town. In WWE, and this is a fairly recent, since WWE, WWE went out of business, you have these guys who are in this one, let's call it a territory, for like 15 years, and do everything Mm -hmm. interesting they possibly could and just stay
1: around for a further 10 years. That that kills the feeling of newness and spontaneity that a company should have. Look at the rated R superstar Adam Copeland since he left. He was absolutely shy in WWE. Everyone hated him. They were like, he's terrible, get him off. Now he's out there, he's having some good matches, he's doing some fun stuff. You know, just a change of context made him a lot more Exactly. Joke?
2: And 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 I was critical of him when he first came to AW because I felt like his character felt so similar to what he was doing in WWE. But mm. ultimately, sometimes all it takes is a fresh set of opponents and a fresh yeah. veneer, you know.
0: Um, we were saying it, we were saying it for years about Ziegler, and no matter how how uh kind of you couldn't you couldn't come up with a match to get me interested in Dolph Ziegler in WWE, but I'm like you know, he's popping up everywhere on the indies and in TNA now. I'm like, hell yeah finally let's see what i haven't watched any of his stuff yet but i'm like let's see what you got let's see what you got because there was nothing to say there was nothing left for that man in wwe would be the understatement of the decade i would say so um yeah i, I think the change of scenery is is, is great for, for all parties um but yeah so where, where where your thumbs you see you see thumbs in the middle slightly up on this rumble
2: i i'd say in the middle is fair yeah it, yeah. it was it was perfectly watchable what
1: happened in the other in the other matches? Was there anything noticeable? It was a
0: four match card. Joe, you're in joking. You're uh, it was Logan Paul beating Owens and a, and the most forgettable four way of all time for the the. Yeah,
2: I, d- I don't um, mistake that for that. It was a quick zippy show by only having four four uh, matches. WWE have this thing where the entrances go on for twenty minutes forever, Four fucking ever yeah they have constant like uh and i think this is actually not necessarily a bad thing as a viewer it hurts the um the pacing but in terms of a company point of view they have these like advertisements for the place where the oh, show yeah. is on come to st petersburg florida and it's like well that's actually you know quite interesting in terms of a uh, getting places wanting you to come and promote them you yeah, know yeah. It, it makes sense but yeah it, it, the pacing it, it's, it's it was still an extremely long show even with only having four matches two of them being royal rumbles to be fair but <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was perfectly watchable it wasn't anything you know it, it wasn't like coming out of an AEW pay-per-view where you're ranting and raving about the latest match of the year contender it was very far yeah. from that in fact but it was a perfectly watchable pay-per-view at, at no point was i you know, questioning my <laughs> even watching in the first place, which some of the rumbles of the last few years have had that effect.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, let's. Well, it seems to be you know uh, uh, you know a, 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 a decent watch. Uh, anyway, speaking of a decent watch, segueing over to AEW, I thought Dynamite this week was uh, I felt like the, the the kind of return to form hot streak kind of came to a bit of a, a halt this week. I didn't think it was bad or anything. It wasn't like the doldrums of of where they were a few months ago, but. It wasn't much, was it? And I, th- I don't think it helps yeah. that there was about six people in the building. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, this was—I think—I think I was listening to uh, um, uh, uh, WrestleNomics with Meltzer there. Uh, turn off your email notifications, Dave. Um, when you're guesting on someone else's show, my God!
1: Turn um, <laughs> like, the back like,
0: back on. Pollock is like introducing him, and it's already going mental. Like, didaloo, his little Outlook right. notification. Uh, anyway. But it was a good. It was a good show. I, I, I cut myself off there. I was going to put it put it over, and I think this was like one of their lowest attended Wednesdays, like ever. Was I it, think. This
1: was in Savannah, Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they obviously the product is cold, fairly cold mm. right now. Um, but I wonder if it's also just the, the strategy, like the prices as well. Whenever you look at the prices, they're obscene. Yeah when you're when you're not when you're not Hot, (laughs) how can you be charging like a hundred dollars for a yeah? It's just ridiculous. And they go into these small towns. I mean, you'd think a small town might be better because there's not as much stuff coming through, people are more keen to come Mm -hmm. out, but especially the prices is going to be off. I I don't know. I I think collision doesn't help either. No, we said when they went to when they doubled the number of shows, it was always going to be a struggle, and then losing punk from that show. Ah dear, I don't know. It's a ta-
0: it's a tale as old as fucking wrestling. It's the more or televised wrestling at least is the more shows is typically harder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Punk going and the funny thing is we're you know we're we're enjoying the Edge run, but both the WWE and the AEW run the last five or six years have not done favors for Edge's uh, you know box office credentials. Yeah. So it's true in WWE as well. He has not been a, he has not been a ticket mover. It just simply has not been one. Um, yeah. uh, you know. It's like it's cool, he seems to be having a lot of fun. We're all enjoying his output um but it it's not you know it's it's funny that that he's like you know you look at his contemporaries, you know mm-hmm. cena orton so on, Batista, so on and so forth. it's kind of like.
1: He, he is was, not. He, he was never at that level, was he? Really? He, he
0: wasn't. He wasn't. You know, um, you know the, these debates have have raised for years, especially about his Observer Hall of Fame candid- candidacy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, my stance is always that look, he's great and he's done a lot of cool stuff. But if you're if you're making the business argument, it's not there. But um, but anyway, yeah, I feel like overall the show just felt a little. Like I said, it was not bad. I don't think. I don't think we re-entered the doldrums, but it felt a bit low energy. Um, uh, we did have the cope open. In the main event with Suzuki, um, yeah, it was it was it was the it was the the Suzuki Dream Match formula, you know, which which we've seen <laughs> for, for for many many years at this stage. It was cool, like you know, it's completely it's completely bizarre because again, Edge is just a guy you thought you would see in a WWE ring until until he re- permanently retired forever. So seeing him do a a, a sort of quasi dream, match. this wasn't even I like this was a cool match, but like I never never did I think about this match ever happening uh but uh, it was okay you know it was good i I wouldn't i wouldn't have uh uh, gone out of my way to to see it if i didn't already if i I didn't watch dynamite regularly
1: yeah i agree um bit of a down show but i think they that was always the case with dynamite you'd have one really good show the next one will be a little bit chill then there'll be something big next week. So that's kind of been their way, right? They they have these yeah. kind of tent
2: pole shows that they build to. They take a, a week or two to build mm-hmm. to, and then they have a big bigger show. Um, we just had the hook, obviously, made event there, which they had yeah. spent two or three weeks building to, and now they're kind of back at it. <laughs> um, and we it seems like in two weeks we have the next big show with the tag team title match, which mm. they set up on this one. Um yeah, I mean, I th- again to to the point. I thought it was generally good. I like the hook Joe promo to start. Keep hook. L- l- I was going to ask you about
0: that. I didn't like hooks. I, I didn't think. It, I didn't think it did hook any favors. I thought the holding the mic up at the angle and his delivery. I was like, I I get your point on his delivery. I think you and need. I think you need to be a bit more effort effortless in the sense of you need to like the way the way the way he was kind of delivering those lines and holding the mic. It was like I feel like the hook character shouldn't be like. I, 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 it should almost kind of be like an edgier Orange Cassidy. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he Let's should be a little bit more. Yeah, he should be like he, he should be low energy in a good way. Like he's like, I'm not getting worked up. Whereas the the way he, he was standing near Joe, holding the mic, was this weird kind of you. are get your getting point. me and you're working me up, like, and I was I didn't I didn't like it. I, I I I liked the idea of keeping of keeping it fresh. Like, hey, you know, we had you know, I'm not I'm I'm going to take another crack at you down the line, but I I. I, yeah. I I think I think it's a little bit diminishing returns the more speaking he does, even though even though the match was great. Like I, I think he's progressing really well, but I didn't I didn't really like the promo. I like mm. Joe's suit though.
2: <laughs> I mean, I like I like the get
0: the get the unworthy out of my ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Joe's great. Uh, uh, I mean, he Joe's just
2: ex- he stood on the, while Hulk was throwing the the security guys around. Joe's like I kind was of standing by the ass table, looking a little bit annoyed. Um, and then Joe was great on commentary as well as he always is. Um, very, very much enjoyed that. I also very much enjoyed the Diana Perazzo Tony Storm segment where they had literally mm. half the screen in black and white and half the screen in color. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was, that was funny. And uh, I enjoyed that. Okay? Eh? yeah, yeah, I enjoyed a good decent segment. Good.
2: Yeah. What <laughs> What had me roaring uh, laughing was um, when they unveiled the matching tattoos. And Bully Ray was crying on Twitter about it. I'm begging you to tell me a story. And it's like, well, they did. They set it up that they were friends in a previous uh, promotion. She mm. literally lived at her house. They got matching tattoos. Like, what do you want? Do you want us to, like, staple it to your forehead or something? Like, like how stupid is this guy? <laughs> he doesn't understand subtext. I mean, Bully Ray is the classic mm. stupid wrestling fan who literally needs everything spelled out for him, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, so that was that was, was more or less dynamite. That was all the important stuff, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think it was a good show. You had a lot of like singles. You had Swerve, Hangman, uh, who else? Wardlow. Basically, yeah. all the people you're pushing come out and win singles matches against pretty good wrestlers. Like right. that's the formula. Just do that every week, and then they'll get more over, and then you have them wrestle each other.
2: And we had a bit of that on Collision as well. We had Danielson, Nagata... Um, I think Nagata is is a fun name to bring in. I do think he's probably the wrong side of just a little bit too old to have wrong a, side uh, of eighty. Yeah, I mean he 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 basically came out limping. I said, oh, I yeah, he's me.
0: yeah, he was feeling. And the commentators were talking about how Danielson knows about his uh, his knee problems. Like, I think the whole audience knows. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I. I, I, guess I is, have- like,
2: go on. I, I was just gonna say I get the context of why specifically they want to use him. They're touching on commentary about his, you know, triple crown, all Japan links. To Eddie oh Casey. no, it was great. Yeah, so yeah, makes sense.
0: Like, 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 and the thing about like a great like Nagata and a great like Danielson is that like the match still ended up really good. Do you know what I mean? I think I think they yeah. they, they 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 delivered. But yeah, it's like he's he's you know he's definitely at that point where you, you're like all right, I, I know why he's winding down. You know. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the, it was very clever the story significance of bringing him in and 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 how he ties into both performers. I thought was was nicely done.
2: And I am enjoying this and Kingston storyline. Yes, their little interplays, the spitting in the face last week, ignoring him on the way out, and then flipping him the finger on the way back. And Kingston on commentary being all miffed about it was good stuff. Very much enjoy that. Um, and then we had the uh, the escape the cage. Elimination match, which uh, I think the crowds and and myself still didn't fully understand
0: what the rules were. because when they, when, when Dasha would announce that someone had escaped because she you know well, she specifically made the
2: first time where the Dax time. and um, Brody went through Brody, the cage,
3: yeah. yeah,
2: and then and then she announced Dax and Brody have escaped the cage, and there was like no reaction huh? to it. Like, what does that mean?
0: Because it is, yeah, that weird thing of when you do a, a tag team escape match, where it's like the psychology is kind of fucked up. Because it's like you have to leave your partners behind, and and yeah, I because yeah. I was because ex- when she said escape the cage, I thought she fucked up. Because like, shouldn't she be saying eliminated? Is like, oh no, you don't want to say eliminated because that implies that you're you're losing. Yeah, it's not an elimination to... match. Technically. Yeah, it's, uh... it's very odd. So it's like I, I thought that match was great, and I, I, I thought was, that it was, it was yeah. more they, they... than the sum of its parts. But I I don't like escape the cage rules generally. And they, they well, more so. They just bodged
2: Dick's explanation of what the rules actually were. Like just, just mm. call it a a six man ca- cage match, and just plaster on the thing. All members of the team must escape,
0: or yeah. just don't do don't do the escape rules and just have them fight. And well, I mean, I, I get why they work.
2: wanted they wanted to have Garcia in on his own, doing the Terry Funk uh, and him
1: uh, him not pin thing. Uh, you know, and also things not things the black. Pin. Oh Ooh, yeah, Julia it's Hart it's the came old, old, out there, that was good. Whoa, the old, another,
0: another, another member of the old Oh, I'm coming down with a case of jobitis. uh uh, uh stable mates. Yeah, So possibly, you know. Uh but yeah, I I I thought Garcia we, we we were champ we were champing at the bit for a Garcia showpiece, and I thought putting him in, yeah, the funk role, you know, to be uh, beaten mm. up and then do the cover it's like uh interesting spot to put him in. He's I don't think he's done a real kind of selling kind of babyface emotional angle thus far in his time in the company. And I thought he fucking smashed it. I thought he was so great. Um when he when he when he came down the ramp and then, you know, goading Malachi at the end after he'd gotten misted. Oh yeah. I thought he nailed it. I thought he absolutely nailed it.
2: I do like, and I hope they stick with it because they've they've already done it and then gone back, get rid of the like JS long trousers that mm. he wears. Every time he comes out with that, it just makes you think. Oh yeah, remember that shit stable that he was in? Yeah, let's have him come out again. And he had the matching like gear with FTR. It made sense here, but let's keep keep that look. That's what suits him the best. Yeah, uh, and he didn't yeah do, they're, they're, I didn't catch a dance. He didn't do a dance during this. did he? No, no, again, no, no. They they
0: understood the assignment, as the kids yeah. say. Was, this was no no dancing time. Yeah, I mean, we can't. We shouldn't have a classic AEW regression after this. Knock on wood. I don't think there can be. Jas antics dancing, I, I, because I, this was so textbook. Make a guy serious and and give him a platform. I, uh, I hope, I hope they don't regress on that.
2: I think, I think they can keep the dance to an extent. Whereas, yeah. I think, I think we've made this point already before as well. That the, the the dance shouldn't be his character. It should be the cherry on top that he pulls out every now and then for a, a pop in a big match. You know. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not always be doing that. It's as much as we love it, let's. Um, otherwise, we're we're we You know, <laughs> we're yeah. dangerously close to that at one point.
0: Um, I was I was away there. Briefly, you guys, you ran down the rest of Collision. I assume.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was Collision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I
0: really liked. I really liked the two. Again, I can kind of understand looking at them thinking this is a bit rampagey because they were kind of straightforward enhancement matches. I liked the Mariah May match and the Eddie Kingston match. I thought they were both very yeah, fun, yeah. very fun TV mm-hmm. matches. For uh, sure. Yeah, they should sign Lady Frost. I think she's always good in these little roles. She's another one I think they'd do well to to lock her up. Correct, um, yeah. Uh, Do we want to do retro rep halls, retro corner, corner, corner? Yeah, well, this is a
2: temporary feature while I have the WWE Network. One of my biggest blind spots is basically the entire run of WCW. I've never watched any episodes of Nitro. I've never watched any of their pay-per-views maybe a very like the odd clip all the famous clips i've seen but i've never like sat down to watch the matches or anything so i did um pull up the first two episodes of nitro from all the way back in september
3: 1995
2: Mm. Uh, they're only an hour long nitro was only Mm -hmm. an hour long show at the time Uh, first uh episode comes from the mall of america famously in minnesota uh setting of the greatest Christmas movie of all time as well. It's obviously a scene in Jingle All the Way takes place in the Mall of America. Um, he's got two. Um, little girl, give me that ball. <laughs> you can have this one. Um, and I will say the first two matches, they're very, very, very efficient shows. Mm. They've got like four matches across the hour. They're always going back to the commentary table. The, comment, the commentary team almost feel more like hosts of the show mm. than commentators. They've got their little set that it goes back to. It's Bischoff, uh, Bobby the Brain, and Steve Mongo McMichael. And they're the ones who are not only calling the action, but talking you through the storylines. So up next, we've got this match, and here's why the match is happening, and here's the background, and here's where we're going. Fall brawl, the pay-per-view, war games. This is... Uh, and so, obviously, you know Luger makes his debut in the first episode, and then in the second episode, the main event is is Luger against Hogan for the title. And there is a great little segment after the match because Kevin Sullivan's done to Doom interfere. They're going against Hogan's Hulkamaniacs in War Games at Fall mm-hmm. and Vader, who was originally on Hogan's team, is now is, is wall Turns out in real life that Vader had pretty much left obviously, WCW and never returned mm-hmm. ultimately. Uh, which is a, a weird thing I never considered is that Vader was basically in WCW right until Night Show debuted, and then he left the company and never came back. Um, so Luger is potentially going to be you know the, the person who joins the company. Um, but they, they they do a very good and very effective segment where you know Sting is voting. We need a fourth man. We need Luger in, and <coughs> Macho Man says I don't trust him. How come he? How come the Dungeon of Doom attacked? Hulkster had attacked me. They didn't attack you, Sting. Mm, yeah. Uh, and ultimately, they go to a vote. And Hogan votes Luger in. Luger, we need the fourth man. Can we trust you? And they do the little handshake. And Luger says, yes, you, I'll be in the team as, as long as I get I get my title shot again in the future. Because Dungeon of Doom caused the DQ is ultimately what happened. But yeah, very good. I very very much enjoyed it. We had um, Brian Pillman
0: on the show. Mm. We had Jushin Liger on the show. Uh, flare which of course was the, uh, in the run-up to Dynamite episode one. There was that, well, they should bring in Pillman Jr. and have him wrestle Ligers. So, yeah, that would have been be a real low light for a Ligers' career. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they were both both very entertaining shows. Uh, they do a good job of getting the stars on and, and, and getting enough storylines, stuff happening at the hour to... Make it feel worthwhile. Very good. I, I think I'll I will check out Fall Brawl. I will watch the, the actual pay per view. Alright. But um just a little a little a little I don't think I'll ever like be mm-hmm. able to sit down and go through the entire run of Nitro. I, I no won't know. But I, I might do, you know, a little a little you know, the first maybe Couple of couple of um, nitros leading to pay per view and then I'll, maybe I'll pick a run from '96. See what like what's the best WCW pay per view from 1996, and watch like the four nitros leading into that. Then do the same for '97, mm-hmm. maybe '98, some, something like that. I did, as I mentioned, watch also the three Royal Rumble matches. The 2001 was a stinker with basically no stars in it, which is odd when you consider that 2000 is really. WWF's pinnacle for that. But, mm. but Royal Rumble 2000 feels more like an extension of late 99 than what it would become later in the year 2000, right. which makes sense. Mm. Um, the 2002 one has a lot more star power in it. Um, Angle, Austin, Triple H, uh, the very famous Maven Undertaker spot, which still mm. hits it's still, on, good. Re- still great. Uh, and then the 2007 Rumble, which the Rumble portion of it is actually not great, but the final sean michaels undertaker yeah. is is one of the best things i've ever done in a rumble for me the, the 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 time i didn't realize quite how long it was the time between the the final or the 28th elimination let's say and the 29th elimination which is ultimately obviously undertaker eliminating sean michaels they basically work an 11 minute match mm. <laughs> just the two of them yeah absolutely excellent and i wonder why they haven't ever really gone back to that kind of idea where it's, it's not really like an official TNA style, the last two people have a match, but it basically was, you know. Um, they kind of did it to an extent with Punk and and uh, Cody this year, but it didn't really, it wasn't anywhere near as good, you know. No, under, this was 2007 Undertaker, or like peak Undertaker in my opinion as well. Best he was throughout his career. This was him coming into that Batista match, starting that run of having the best WrestleMania match every year between 23 and 29. Um, And Sean, like great, great stuff. Uh, And then I watched two random matches as well. Go on. I watched the, uh, speaking of the 2000 Royal Rumble, I did watch the Triple H Cactus Street Fight, which is just so good. It's just so good. Again, a very, very efficient street fight in which they, it it feels like a fight. It's not, Mm -hmm, none of these convoluted mm -hmm. spots where there's a ladder between the, the ring barricade and and jim ross's head and then they climb up another ladder but the ladder's on fire and then they, it's just they fight and there's weapons and they hit each other with a weapon and then ah, triple h gets a gash in his leg off a broken uh pallet wooden pallet oh that's yeah that's still nasty <laughs> great stuff and then i did not not on WWE network but i did watch again again Again, again, I did watch Samoa Joe against AJ Styles from Turning Point 2005. Oh, Chef's Kiss! Let me tell you, that match is extremely good. <laughs> As you might expect. Uh, so that's all the wrestling. I watched too much wrestling this week. I need to take a break.
0: Well, you've got some Oscar movies to watch now. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, we will segue over to movie. Did you see? Did you see the trailer for Roadhouse? Yes. Oh, man, I mean, I like that director and I like Jake Gyllenhaal. It would have been cool if they got an actual actor to be the heel in that movie um, instead of a deeply annoying Conor McGregor uh, uh, performance.
2: Well, is he, uh, I feel like his role was going to be smaller than the trailer actually makes it out to be. Well, hopefully, because he, he sound like fucking butters. Hey,
0: fellas. Yeah, yeah, oh, he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like, gonna yeah, uh, uh, Jake Hall, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> oh, it's irritated the shit. I mean, the 10 seconds he's in that trainer, god. Yeah, also, yeah, I yeah. think it's uh, like it just feels very, uh, 2009 to have Hall's character be an ex UFC fighter and they recorded stuff at an actual UFC way in. I'm oh, like,
3: this is oh. the and, and hardest and actual UFC, 2000 yeah, like, yeah,
2: yeah
0: like they they you know that that was all the rage 10 years ago but uh, i like the direct i can't forget his name i Try like doug, do live, doug live Smith. doug yeah he did mm. mr and mrs smith's born identity you know edge of tomorrow um, He's. although he's he i still haven't seen edge of tomorrow i need to like really i need to watch good. it now because like that, everyone loves it uh, although really he's protesting good. his own movie now because amazon were like oh we're gonna put it in theaters and then they were like What's... Oh, the fingers are crossed. Oh, what? Oh, straight <laughs> on to Prime it goes, mate. Uh, so he's he's so now he's boycotting his own movie, which is great. Um, but yeah, uh, movie Goff, I did, following our conversation last week, I did go and see Poor Things, yeah. um, which, like, still, even though it's been out for a number of weeks, but the cinema was fairly packed um, when I went to see it. Yeah. I think the word of mouth on it has been massive. <laughs> Um, I, I liked it. I, I think I'm definitely the low man relative to you two. I, I, I thought in so many different ways it was totally excellent in terms of its set design, costume design. It looks and sounds tremendous. It looks and sounds like nothing else uh, that came out last year incredible performances emma stone obviously a a worthy oscar mark ruffalo one of my favorite ruffalo performances ever tremendous loser absolute fucking (laughs) deep he's just he's just the entire second half of the movie when he's just down on his luck oh my god he is hilarious defoe obviously you know great as always i just i i i feel like i got the point like 10 minutes in and I just didn't think it was as clever as it as it, it wants it to be. And I, I, I think, to, to, without getting into spoilers, I don't want to get into spoilers. I, I uh, you know, uh, the, with Defoe's character, who basically, you know, Frankenstein's together, Emma Stone's character, yeah. he's called, you know, Godfrey something or other. And so <laughs> she calls him God. Uh, and I was like, it's got it's got that kind of tone of like, I, it, I, aren't I clever while doing something not? That really clever i i i just didn't think it was as profound as i was kind of hoping to be and i didn't like the ending at all um uh but i i i, res- I, I respect that it was shooting so incredibly high and I, I i can't say i can't say it was a bad movie when it was so finely crafted so anyways that like yeah this this is one of those movies you watch and you go man you can still make a movie that looks fucking cool, and you can tell from the, the, like, in particular the sets and the costumes, you can tell, God, dozens of fucking people worked their arses off to make every inch of this frame look absolutely perfect. Every, every, every um trinkets in the background on a table every a ripple of a dress every every hat every you know every tie you know mean, every little piece of an outfit mm. um i i it, it it was really good but it, it it wouldn't have been one of my top of the year but i I'm, I'm i'm kind of on an island on that one um it was better than the other stuff i watched for some reason we watched the secret life of pets I don't I don't remember why we watched this. I don't know why. I think we just stuck this on on a whim. Um, uh, that movie is fucking bad, let me tell you. Um, yeah. That is that is one of your uh, just typical um they they knew that this was just for kids and so it's just the most barfed out just no no thought uh, uh, extremely basic uh, films for little tiny babies. Um uh, and also, it's like it, it kind of coasts a little bit on oh. its like um, on on like some of the, the cute little characters it has, but it's also not that nice looking a film either, you know. No. So uh, yeah, so don't don't bother with that one. And uh, in preparation for the around the corner <laughs> fourth entry, we we watched Beverly Hills Cop, which. Um, Ooh. I, I kind of realized watching it, it's like, have I ever I think I have seen like forty to fifty percent of all three of these films on telly over the years because they were just always on telly. I don't think I'd ever actually sat down and watched them all to completion. So Beverly Hills Cop one is is a lot of fun. Uh you've got your your, your primo prim, uh, uh Eddie Murphy in his in his peak, uh very eclectic cast, uh um Jonathan Banks among others. uh, In supporting rules, it's good. Yeah, there's not one. There's there's, uh, a you know, it's fairly simple premise. It's kind of a a, 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 you know, um, uh, Eddie Murphy is a cop who plays by his own rules, which we love. uh, uh, Going on a, a, a going from like they don't really make enough out of the fact that he's going from Detroit to Beverly Hills so he's going to snooty land he's going to, mm. to, to snooty posh boy land they don't they, they don't mm. lean into that as much as I thought they would but it's really good and it's like you know just 90 minutes easy watch uh so yeah I'm gonna work my way through the rest of those because they are doing another one I think this year I think the next one's out this year I'm not sure but uh yeah that's uh, that's what I watched and Anatomy of a fall tomorrow so I'll be reporting back uh, uh with a follow-up on that one you when you saw that this week
1: um yeah, we did watch Anatomy of a Fool yesterday. Um scene now, that's the eighth of the best picture nominees we've seen. So you will see saw so seven at them seven of them at the cinema. I just watched Anatomy of a Fool. We've only got Maestro and American fiction. Mm. Uh, actually American fiction we are seen Tuesday, uh, Maestro might watch it to try and complete the set Don't know if i can be bothered and then <laughs> zone zone of interest i'm not sure even where to watch that now because it's not how the cinema that's coming soon to the I cinema here
0: I oh think. is it not even been out yet okay right. i don't think it's out yet but it's um, yeah it's coming
1: so i might try watch that but yeah um anatomy of a fall it's a very french movie it's a very drama as look lots of people very <laughs> <laughs> very uh much how you say that acting um there's an acting um I love whenever I watch a French film because it is like a proper. It's always a proper film. Like, it's always yeah. people just act. It's not like a load of nonsense. You know, what I mean? it's just people doing real. It's like always real drama. Like You don't often see just pure kind of dramas um, yes. coming out of Hollywood. There's always got. It's got to be like a musical. or it's got to be a remake or it's got to be something to give it a box office. Whereas this is just like people in a room acting at each other and then there's a story. But it's. Um, very kind of tense and very kind of interesting it kind of feels like a, a thriller or a mystery because at the core of it it's about you know someone dies and then it's trying to figure out you know, the anatomy of the fall it's like what happened how did this happen mm. um, and the court case um but then it's not really about that at all it's not really kind of mystery or thriller it's more a character piece yeah. uh, and, and about uh, an anatomy of a relationship, rather than the the incident. So um, it was it was enjoyable. Um, some good 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 performances, especially from uh, the main the main actress, who's actually German. Um, from a good performance from a dog. <laughs> good good dog. Very good dog acting. Oh, yeah, we got
0: a, some dog <laughs> acting. Okay,
1: let's go. I I can't say I've seen a bit of dog acting in many years. I mean, it's been, it's like,
0: been a tough couple of years for dogs. I've got to be honest. There's, there hasn't been very. I mean, look, Guardians, a like the CGI dog in Guardians.
1: You know, why is Hillary Clinton not doing posts about you know like like roles yeah, for dogs? Get
0: <laughs> used to be used to be. You went to the cinema and you either saw a little freak, you know, or you saw a, 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 a hilariously well trained um, uh, animal. Yeah. Um, so. You know.
1: This dog does actually do some acting in it. Like it's, it's not just, <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, it's,
0: it's so silly it's to say the, the, best, the best dog, dog. for us,
1: well, you are watching it going, oh, fuck it up. Well, he's actually like doing things. It's not just sort of, you know, running around eating treats off the floor to make it look like he's doing something like, it's probably the best performance by dog since Eddie from Fraser. That's why Oh,
0: big, big praise, big, big praise. Big
1: pause to feel, but he does it. So, yeah, very good. Definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's just a very, very, very well executed film. Yeah, yeah. Which features a, been... a very <laughs> a hilarious song choice <laughs> that you all know, um, but okay. very, just very funny.
2: I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I, and it's, it's spoken about in the movie yeah. about what I, I,
1: I thought it was maybe that this song had sampled whatever that song was, and that this was like the original version it was like some french song or something i was like i can't be that song it's it, it, like- it's
2: so funny listening to them speak about it in french as well yeah. that's well what it is. but <laughs> that bit will make you laugh cuz i think very half the movie is in english and
0: half it's in french yes what is what is the reason for that is there like a, a yeah it's 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 the movie pop-
2: we don't, we don't it. it's about, about oh, a woman right. who's living who's not uh, originally francophone who's living oh, not, in okay. Swiss, switzerland okay. i think it is it's okay got it yes
1: yeah, so that also confused me because at one point they speak in English. I'm like, I thought they were speaking French this whole time. I was. Yeah, she's wasn't German.
2: French. She's a German character, a yeah. German
1: actress. So, yeah, very good, very good. Yes, uh, I watched, Paul, you, you, uh,
0: you teased us earlier with your your animated uh, Oscar movie. Yeah,
2: I watched Elemental. Um, so yeah, I mean Pixar and and Disney Animation Studios to an extent, but more so Pixar is kind of a. I'm increasingly depressing, disappointing studio, right? I mean, we think about the stamp of quality that used to be adhered to every single film they put out.
3: Mm. Up until
2: yeah. up until maybe Toy Story Three, Coco, kind of 2014, 15. And then since then it just seems like every film has a little bit less of that magic dust sparkled on it. And and they've kind of gone further and further into the kind of high concept, but low substance, ultimately, with their films. And this one is, is true of Elemental as well. So Elemental is, at its core, a nice allegory for immigrant families and interracial relationships. And that stuff is done quite well, if not necessarily mm. subt- subtly. It, it's, it's very obvious about it. Yeah, yeah. But the film is is kind of, on the surface, less concerned with that and more concerned with, what if babies made out of fire, instead of drinking milk, they drank lighter fluid? And... What, and well, just,
1: that's just world building, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just...
2: It is, it, it, it's well. so obsessed with these kind of shower thought mm-hmm. moments about, oh, well how about we do this in a world that ultimately makes no sense yeah. whatsoever, you know? Um, and it's it's kind of, you know, not a lot happens in it, and then it doesn't have really any memorable moments. The little set pieces that happen are very obvious and very straightforward. Um, So it's disappointing because, I again, to, to a point I'm going to make also about the next movie is, you know, I think it's important that we do have films that are about the immigrant experience and about about the, yeah. the the interrelational relationship experience and th- those things are important but like the movie uh, constructed around that idea is so bare bones and so low effort it kind of undoes the message to an extent And um, because there are elements of the film that i liked but it was so caught up in like you said this this pointless nonsense world building of oh how about you know uh you know uh, uh, there was a little boy who touched a sponge made out of water who touched a sponge once and he got sucked into the sponge
0: oh it was traumatic okay but why yeah, would they have I, sponges in that yeah world? why would they the whole when i saw the trailer for it i was like this looks like a this looks like a simpsons bit parodying it pixar, does you know and, i mean it's like a, that's what pixar has kind of become though yeah, because because yeah. yeah, when you talk about their like even their even their hits like not not hits but even the movies they've made that I've liked in the last couple of years haven't yeah I know not everything can be fucking Toy Story or 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 Wally or whatever but like like Soul I did enjoy but like at the end of the day I'm not sitting down to rewatch Soul do you know what I mean I'm not mm. you know. In in twenty years we won't be getting we won't be gathering the kids around to watch Soul. It'll still be fucking Toy Story. I mean like kids, I know this looks dreadful, but just it's good. Just I know it looks like this is a PlayStation One and you're on a seventeen, but but <laughs> it's the the writing is good, you know. But yeah, so so even when the when, when current Pixar movies do land, they, they you, you don't fall out back out of your seat going, Oh my god, this is the you know, and I am ex- I mean, I'm extremely, I have a lot of trepidation for Inside Out 2. The trailer doesn't, doesn't look but good the at problem all. Is
2: they've, they've done the story. They've done Inside Out. What's yeah, left yeah. to do with that idea? And that's true also, obviously, of Toy Story and all the sequels they've done, Finding Dory and Monsters University, which is obviously a prequel, not a sequel. But like, they've, they've, the first films are always these really well-done stories that kind of serve the purpose. And they're like, oh, we'll make more of those. And we can't because we already took all the meat out of that, off that carcass that we could possibly do, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's true of Elemental is just like, I don't know. Oh, What if when someone's on fire, walks past one of the plant people, they catch on fire? All right. I didn't care for any of that. And then I watched Rustin on Netflix, which is a, uh, they get nominated for Best Actor, I think. Rustin is a is again uh, is a story which is very deserving of if not a narrative film but least a documentary. It's mm. a story of um, civil rights activist Bayard Rustin, who was a, a gay black uh, civil rights activist during mm. the sixties during the the Martin Luther King you know civil rights movement uh, that he organized one of the biggest. Uh, gathering of people in front of the lincoln memorial and mm. as, it's about his struggle to put together this kind of this kind of event but in typical you know i don't say it's an oscar bait movie it is but it's you know like i say it has this kind of story that i think deserves to be made i think a documentary might suit it better a documentary about mm, this guy yeah. than it's a d- dramatized version of it the problem is that the film uh, itself isn't very good and, right. you know, as, as good as the story itself actually is. The performance is good. It's Coleman Domingo in, in the lead role. He is very good. He's, be, he's been good in a lot of stuff I've seen.
0: You know? That's what it's nominated for? Best lead, best lead actor, is it?
2: Best lead actor, yeah. yeah. Uh, it might be nominated for a screenplay or something, but I, 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 I was aware of lead actor. I'm not sure what else I'm aware that it's nominated for. And he is good in it, but again, to the point you made earlier, is he good enough that this film would get that kind of nomination? Yeah, he's fine. Um but yeah it's it's kind of the problem is it's got no tension to it. It's it's a biopic which has its own list of issues, you know. We're we're obviously mm. bit tired of biopics here, but it's also like too positive, too rose tinted. There's no real adversarial threat mm. to the character. And then spoilers at the end they have the big they have the big uh, gathering and it goes fine, and everyone's yeah. happy. And it's like well it didn't feel like it doesn't feel like it has like a climactic Ending to the story, it's just oh, he did the thing and it was good. All right. So between that and Elemental, two movies that I don't think are really worth going out of your time to watch, even if the messaging at the core of the films aren't good, the films mm-hmm. themselves aren't that good, which is which is a problem. Uh,
0: already let's segue over to TV. I, so I've been meaning to ask about this for a few weeks. Neither neither of you boys watching this, the traitors. I feel like the entire world is watching this. I don't know anything <laughs> about it.
1: Uh, no, nah, it's no, it's no mafia, is it? <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what the is that what the premise it's of it basically? is? Yeah, basically. Okay, on the telly. Uh, I uh, I can't. Be, I can be bothered. I, well, my problem is, that, uh, yeah, I have a list yeah. of
2: TV shows that I'm behind on. As long as your arm, I uh, would like
1: important shit: Sopranos, The Wire. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm you're not gonna yeah yeah fair enough yeah I, I logged into twitter briefly this week after the vince uh, story broke, just to see what mm. people were saying and everyone was talking about the traitors and i was just like oh okay so when I, <laughs> you kind of completely missed the fomo and the zeitgeist when you, when i'm when you're I'm not on, on it, there anymore right. so i don't like okay mm, yeah. traitors whatever <laughs> Um,
0: okay, fair enough. What are we watching, though? Boy, was Paul what's the what's the true detective update for the week?
2: Yeah, another good episode. I, I thought see, episode two was was also pretty good. Um, I don't think it's quite hitting the heights of of season of season one, obviously. But season three, I I also quite enjoyed. I don't think it's quite as good as that. Um, there's a lot of characters. It doesn't feel like it's quite nailed down what its core mystery is is really supposed to be. I mean, we get the the surface level idea of what the case case of the week is. But it's like, what exactly are, are we supposed to be getting out of it? I'm not quite sure yet. I think there's t- maybe too many characters involved, which maybe doesn't help. But it's, it's perfectly good. Jodie Foster's good in the, kind of the lead role. Certainly is still a step up from the the pretty diabolical season two. Mm. Um, the fact there's only six episodes as well. Maybe some people are going to wait for the six to air and then kind of binge it. But the fact there's only six episodes means that it's going to be less – filler less kind of spinning the wheels uh so i feel like episode three being the next one that airs tonight okay let's let's start the ball rolling and let's really be full steam ahead towards the the, the ending but yeah i mean it's, it's perfectly good it's perfectly watchable um i like i said in 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 alaska it's a very different kind of feeling it has the the indigenous a lot of indigenous people and culture ingrained into the show which makes it feel different again mm. which is good um yeah, I mean, I, I, I do know a lot of people who aren't super hot on it. I think I'm enjoying it more than most, but I, I enjoy how different it feels. It definitely feels different to your typical procedural, you know, detective or whatever mystery shows. So I'm enjoying it. Um, not as much as I'm enjoying The Leftovers because I did finish season two of The Leftovers. We're gonna oh, do yeah. A little, I'm going to give a little chef's kiss. Chef kiss? A little chef's kiss for season two of Leftovers. Absolutely wonderful. Great uh, last few episodes, great finale. Um, one thing I, I like about The Leftovers, which I didn't know about going in, it's not a spoiler or anything, but one thing the show does is it it almost like almost fully hard resets each season. It's not an analogy. It's not an analogy show. Each season does follow sequentially from the season before, but they do like between each season like a two year time jump and okay. everything has changed so they almost mm. say like okay we've, we've had these ideas for season two maybe they weren't sure i obviously wasn't watching at the time but maybe they weren't sure if they were necessarily going to be brought back for a season three yes or no
3: mm.
2: and then season three they say okay those ideas from season two we did those we did those to completion so we're going to do brand new ideas in season three right. with the characters that we have already established so you do get like again not to spoil anything but you get for example let's say you had a a married couple in season two who are maybe you know are they antagonists are they p- protagonists you're not necessarily sure and then you start season three they're not together anymore and one character is with one of the other characters from the previous season how did that happen wait a minute what's going on and so you do get kind of a little bit dis- disorientated but it's like satisfyingly so we go oh i've i've been taken aback because i've gone into this season with this assumed knowledge and i've immediately been like slapped across the face told you don't know anything about what's going to happen this year and so it's it's really again fresh feeling, um, great great stuff. I mean, as for as hit and miss as his films have been, I mean Damon Lindelof for me is one of, one of the best TV writers uh, yeah. out there. I mean that's that's three for three for me. I haven't watched um, the latest one he's done, Mrs. Davis, and I've heard that that is kind of his first miss. But like between Lost, Leftovers, and Watchmen, he's he's extremely good
1: at it. Uh, that's all the TV for me. What have you been watching, Joe? We've mainly been watching season one and two of The Good Wife, um, which not sure I've ever seen before. Michelle's always wanted to watch it. Uh, it it's actually quite an old show now. It started in 2009. I thought it was more recent, but that's now 15 years ago <laughs> that it was on. Uh, kind of one of these network TV dramas stars uh, Juliana Margulies, formerly of E.R., yeah. As a, um, the wife of a disgraced politician who's kind of sent to jail for sex scandal stuff and taking payments to cover up sex scandal, this kind of thing. And uh, so she has to go back to work in a law firm to kind of support the family. And that's that's the premise. And then the first season is him in, in jail and her work. Kind of it's part procedural because it's you know a case, case of the week in the law firm kind of thing, but then it's also with her dealing with this whole kind of media bubble and the, the husband being away. Um, it's actually really good. Like the first season was really, really good. Uh, kind of better than I thought. Um, mm-hmm. second season, it kind of goes off into a few t- tangent storylines that just are not particularly interesting. And, um, yeah. And some of the changes to the kind of core of the show aren't uh, as enjoyable, but it's actually kind of really good. And there's a lot of good actors that pop up in it. It also doesn't feel that dated. I think cause, it's post the invention of the smartphone everyone's got like a blackberry or an iphone so it doesn't feel as dated as when you watch something that's you know everyone's Mm. walking around with little flip phones um so it it kind of still feels quite relevant um a lot of political stuff in it as well but so Mm. yeah i I, I kind of enjoy it there's a lot of good guest stars and the, the cases of the week i think are almost more enjoyable than the the ongoing sort of concept with the the wife and the husband relationship. So yeah, it's pretty good. So we'll keep watching it. It's, um, very well loved show run for seven seasons. And then there was a spin off called the good fight, which is I think more political, but we'll hmm. we might get to that, but yeah, we're going to continue plowing through that.
0: Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, that's the TV golf. I've already been watching it myself at the moment. Uh, video games this week. Um, uh, but played a couple of different things. I went through my kind of sort of half played things from 2023 and I was like, all right, what am I what am I in and what am I keeping? And I think I was like, all right, uh, I, I booted up Lies of P for the first time in a while. And th- that's one of those games that's just very hard to go back to if you take like six months off. So I was like, all right, I think I'm done with that. Um, uh, I still have to finish Mario. I haven't got around to that yet, but I'm going to keep that. Uh, and then the, the one big new release this week is Tekken 8 um uh which not a big fighting game guy but this was getting an awful lot of hype um so i was like I'll, I'll take a punt on it and it is so fun i'm absolutely loving tekken 8 i mean if you have any affinity for the tekken games in general if you've ever played you know like most people you probably played three you know uh, at some stage or another growing up um i think i think it's more accessible than i was thinking i think all of these games street fighter mortal Kombat as well I think they're making more of an effort to be more welcoming and more um, instructional for casuals like me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so this this game has a bevy of single-player content because obviously I have no interest in getting obliterated online, <laughs> which I would be. So it has, like MK, it has the cinematic story mode um, uh, where you play... I had actually started that yet, so I don't really know what it takes. But, you know, cutscenes, playing as different characters, uh, a wacky narrative. Uh, it has your traditional arcade mode where you fight 10, you do 10 fights in a row. But what I what I like that they've done now, obviously, is is um, every every character has an ending. The roster is massive. There's like 25 or thereabouts people to play as in the game at launch. And obviously you play through, you know, typically in, in a tech game, you play through arcade mode and then you get an ending. What they've done now is they've got a separate mode called character episodes where they just drill it down to just five fights. So it's easier to just blitz through, get a sampling of each character and and then get their ending at the end. Um, and that's separate from the story mode. And then they also have this weird, this weird meta kind of RPG type mode where you play as a little Xbox three hundred and sixty era avatar of yourself, um, okay. wa- walking around a little, a little, uh, uh, you know, like a little world where Tekken eight just came out in this world, and you're a you're a gamer who wants to go to an arcade and get good at fighting games. And so it's 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 this weird little kind of self-contained. It's obviously designed for for newbies because there's a ton of tutorializing in it. Um, so you make little again. It looks like a, a 360 avatar or a me, like an old original Wii uh, uh, me. You make these little characters. Yeah. So I've made my little self. And you go to an arcade, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, can you believe it? Tekken 8 just came out!" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm this. This is Tekken 8. What are you talking about?" And you, you, <laughs> in, you in universe walk up to people in the arcade and say, "Hey, fight me in Tekken 8!" And it's very wacky. I mean, that's Tekken in a nutshell. It's very, very, very wacky. Um, but I'm, I'm loving it. The, the core gameplay is just, oh, it just feels so good. Everything's fast, and all the characters are super fun to play as. Um, they've got that thing you might have seen they put it in seven and it's like one of the coolest features in any fighting game it's like if you and your opponent are both on uh, like really low health and you both throw uh, an attack at the same time it'll slow down and zoom in on like mm-hmm. your fist and their fist and so you can just see down to the pixel who's going to win it's <laughs> okay. great it's really 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 great and like i said they've put some work in to make it accessible because I've never been. I've always wanted to be into fighting games, but they are always so impenetrable to me. And it's just right. looking up right. wikis and YouTube guides, and I don't know how to do it. And all of them, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and now Tekken were kind of the last ones lagging behind. They've all kind of made this. We're going to explain these concepts to you. We're going to show you how to do them. We're going to give you a bevy of single player modes to figure them out for yourself. So, um, thumbs way up on Tekken. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I took a, a punt on it because you know it's very easy to. to uh, Take a punt on a game in a very specific genre that's not really your genre and just feel overwhelmed. But uh, I'm I'm loving Tekken so far. Yeah. Um yeah, that's my uh, that's my one big game there for the week. What about what about yourself?
2: Uh well good to hear you've taken a punt on it. Um Hey-o. Uh, I've um picked up some men for playing one uh, playing with. Uh, <laughs> Pick them in for uh on Switch. It is um not my first Pikmin game. I did play the Pikmin one on GameCube. Never beat it. Okay. think played two hours of it. Couldn't quite get into it. This one does seem very fun though. I'm enjoying it. Although the uh I've only played through like the prologue. I've I've only reached the first proper area and haven't started playing it really yet. But it's uh it's the prologue is so slow. It's cut scene. Mm. Cut scene. Then you walk two steps. Hang on a second. We have another cut scene for you. Oh, okay. And the text goes super slow as well. You press A and it takes like three seconds for the text to disappear for the next test, text to pop up. Oh, the pace of it is so slow. But when you're actually playing it, it, it does seem very fun. So I'm enjoying that. It's still too early to have any kind of real opinion on it. But can we just have in these kind of games, you know, in-engine speech bubble pop-ups rather than doing a full cutscene that just slows the game to a complete halt. Uh, especially in prologue sections. So so annoying. But yeah, fun little game so far. Um, I've also bought but not started playing yet Hitman Blood Money Reprisal, which is Ooh. out now on Switch. Yes. And I'm very much looking forward to I'm not not expecting the same hitman experience from the 2016 trilogy which is to date my only hitman experience Mm. but i'm i'm looking forward to a little simplified version of that uh even slightly different i'm okay with that whatever it's going to be i'm going to have fun so i picked that up on switch but i'm gonna be Pikman pikmin first before I, i start diving
0: into that yeah, I haven't heard many people play that Switch first. I'm curious what you make of it.
2: Yeah, let's see. I mean, of the reviews that I could find, they seem to be more or less in the 7 or 8 out of 10 hmm. area, which is fine. Because I, I remember when Hitman 2016 came out, that didn't exactly get good reviews. Mm. Wrongly no. so. And then by the time Hitman 3 came out, everyone was like, oh, yeah, actually 9 out of 10, even though it's the exact same game. Yes. Suddenly everyone got it. I don't know, whatever. Um, But yeah, Pikmin 4, very fun. In terms of music this week, I didn't listen to an album last week, so i got two this week. New Future Islands albums out. I very much like Future Islands. They're uh, dancey, poppy, synth uh, pop, I guess. Uh, Very good. It it definitely feels very safe uh, in, I guess, a negative way. It doesn't feel like they're taking any uh risks or doing anything outside of their wheelhouse it's just more of what they usually do mm. and it sounds great and i enjoyed it a lot but it's not anything different it's just more it feels like a dlc pack for a video game um it was very good the first track is my favorite it's called king of sweden it feels very much like a sequel to uh, seasons which is their big hit um and yeah it's it's a very very easy listen it's uh both of the albums this week are only 45 minutes so they're not super long but it was um yeah very very good if you're into what they're serving you and if you specifically right. want that you'll be happy but if you're if you're expecting an evolution of their of their sound or of what they give you it, it's not much there uh, and then i listened to the smiles new album so the smile are of course the um the Radiohead side project, or are they? Is it, in fact, that Radiohead might be done so? Because Radiohead haven't put out, put out an album since 2016, I want to say, Moonshaped Pool. And it's it's interesting listening to this because it feels like, you know, when, when a band does do a side project, one or two or three of the people from the band do the side project, usually it's because the core band are specific to one genre or sound or whatever, and they want to experiment and do something, you know, different. So maybe you'd have a, a punk band to release a more uh, alternative rock sound or, or, or do a solo album, which is more maybe singer-songwriter or whatever. Whereas here, the smile sounds exactly like Radiohead, and the songwriting right. is exactly the same style as the Radiohead songwriting. And the two creatives behind Radiohead, which are Johnny Greenwood and Tom York, are both in The Smile, to the point that before The Smile existed, Radiohead was those two guys and then the three other guys, the drummer and the bass player and the rhythm guitarist, who don't offer too much creatively, but they're there for, you know, that's that's what the band is. And now it seems like they've just made this other band that has the same two creative guys in it, doing the same song style and the same thing, but not with the three guys from before, with this other guy. Are they so doing maybe, tax evasion? I don't know what they're doing. Something's up. But it seems like they've released now two albums under this banner since they've released the Radiohead one. And it very much, if, if you went in blind, you would not be able to tell the difference. So if I played you a song from one of the albums, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know which of which. Uh, again, very, very good. Favourite track on it is track two, uh, which I forget the name of. It's like... Uh, hang on. I got it here. Track two is called uh, Teleharmonic. That was my favorite track on it. Very, uh, very good stuff. So, two, two very good albums. I, I, I'd give both of them a thumbs up. And I'm seeing the smile live in March as well. So look forward to it. Excellent. That. And then finally, my book is obviously my power. Yes, tell book. us
0: about your 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 delivery there. Uh, so yeah, so
2: it was um it, it was supposed to get here before Christmas, and there was a delay. Uh, apparently, thanks to Brexit, I don't know if you've been affected oh. by this or anything, Barry, that some some shipments from the UK are just getting stuck in customs with no movements mm.
0: at all. I don't think... I've heard... No, I haven't I haven't had anything myself, but yeah. So this was shipped
2: over uh, apparently to be here for Christmas. Okay. And Christmas obviously came and went and didn't come. And it, it showed an update on the 17th of December that it had come into Ireland and was... Had been sorted, and then nothing. No update for a further mm-hmm. two weeks. So I emailed to them. They're very helpful. You know, they said, "Oh, yeah, we're looking into it. We're aware a lot of the Irish um, uh, orders had been similarly affected, and they were looking into it." And then uh, it just came uh, two days ago in the post. So it just arrived eventually. But uh, yeah, obviously, having been a big Power Slam fan, uh, I was later to the game to Power Slam. So it's nice to be able to read these older uh, issues. The quality of the uh, reproduction is very good. Um, it is in kind of a soft cover uh, format, with
0: a nice uh, glossy outside. Looks, um, yeah, when you held it up there, it looks quite you know profesh.
2: Yeah, it's very well done. And it does have... Um, the page numbers per issue so you can go to around the page number it'll tell you 5.3 so that make i know that that's page three of issue number five so okay. it's easy it's easy to navigate and remember what page you're on what it does do as well is it doesn't have the um inside cover uh photograph and the centerfold those are taken out and they have their own section towards the back instead so you get a nice little nice little picture mm. section nice uh, instead um so, yeah, so it's nice to kind of come, go back, not only to read about the wrestling of the time, but also to see the evolution of the kind of Power Slam style. Right. So you can see in, in the early pages here, it's 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 written differently than what we know Power Slam would become. And ultimately, then Inside the Ropes, which I noticed as well, the Inside the Ropes magazine logo actually now uses the same font as the Power Slam font. Right. Back- I mean, I wonder if they're just going to rebrand Power Slam at some points because it's it's really no different anymore but yeah happy they had to receive this nice little it's supposed to be a nice little christmas present for myself but it's a, a nice little january present for myself um yeah. i don't know how many of them they produced or whatever but i think you can still get them at is it powerslammagazine.co.uk okay yeah nice little nice little um thing to get because you know you see other places producing kind of the the yearly almanac or yearly yeah. review style books but Power Slam is specifically something that I've been reading since like ninety eight, so it's a very very nice little thing to have, especially since those how... those those individual uh, issues were selling for like ten quid each. So you get like all six in for the year for like four forty quid, I think it is.
0: Yeah. That's the that's the book for the week. I I, I got I ticked two more. I actually decided to go back for my own uh, reading uh, challenge, I decided to go back and, like, like, similar to what I was saying about games, like, I definitely have a bunch of half-read books from last year, so I was like, let's go back and finish them. I finished the first uh, Omnibus of the Mask comic from mm. the, the 90s, and it is extremely 90s. Um, it's good. It's 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 pretty simplistic. It's like, I don't know how many issues are compiled in it, but the thread across this entire, like, it's a couple of hundred pages, is basically, like, uh, Guy gets the mask, goes crazy, thinks he can be the one to to harness its power for his, his unique greedy needs, and it doesn't work out that way, and the cycle starts fresh with a new character every couple of issues. And mm. it's formulaic, but it's good. It's delivering kind of uh, chaotic, uh, attitude-era-esque uh, uh, <laughs> okay. violence and antics. It's obviously... As people might know from conversations about the film, it's a it's it's a bit more violent than the film, but it's also it is it, it is not the grimiest, edgiest comic of the nineties. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there's right. anything too objectionable in there, but it, it, it's definitely it's it's not as light in tone as the movie is. Um, uh, but I I really enjoyed it. I will get another companion with this. I I think it's it's got its charm to it, even though it's relatively low stakes. There's not there's not a whole lot of character depth there. Uh, it's 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 kind of just. Um, uh, uh, delivering a little bit of, of chaos, but I finished that. I finished State of Emergency, which was a book documenting the first year-ish of COVID in Ireland, mm. uh, uh, written by uh, Richard Chambers of, of Virgin uh, yeah. Media News. Very mm. good. I think an, an interesting, a, a good way to kind of reacquaint yourself with the <laughs> the misery of it all. I think it's kind of easy to lose sight of all of that. Um, now that we are, you know, "quote unquote" post COVID, whatever that means, doesn't really mean anything, um, you know. And, and you can just think of it: oh, that whole that whole thing. Remember that? Remember, remember two meters. Remember that, um, you know. But it's it's um, he kind of attacks it from kind of two main angles, and then a, a, a third one. It's mainly tackled from the political perspective and like frontline healthcare workers, and then throughout the he does also sprinkle some kind of like man on the street, small town in Ireland, how so and so. Was affected by uh, by things. It's good. Uh, uh, it's very thorough, um, uh, uh, and it's pretty easy to follow. despite by the fact that there's a lot of different players going on. You've got various different health entities. You've got you've got uh, um, uh, uh, you know the various different government figures and their little interplays and the backstabbing and the and the. The, the the sort of political intrigue, for lack of a better term, good, really good. I would recommend it. I, I would I would recommend it even to to a non-Irish audience uh, as well because I think it's, um, I think it's, it'll be intriguing just to have such a deep dive on how a country dealt with COVID. Um, uh, uh you know, so yeah, good thumbs up on that. I I would give that a recommendation. <laughs> and uh yeah that's that's where i'm at with the book of three 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 done for the year so far so Ooh. i'll keep keep chipping away on those where are you at uh joe uh, on book of?
1: well finished finished book number two of the year excellent um this one was called how music got free so mm-hmm. a non- non-fiction book about the uh impact of the mp3 and of music piracy on the recording industry um fantastic book i i loved every page of it it's really fascinating, especially for people of our kind of, uh, let's say, a generation, if you will, that grew up with that music piracy and those online communities yeah. and going from buying CDs to suddenly every bit of recorded music is available online <laughs> for, yeah. for, for free, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So that kind of follows three... Uh, individuals so the invent the guy who was kind of led the invention of the mp3 in Germany which right. I didn't know anything about so some kind of uh, you know academic institution there uh, a major kind of record executive who was uh, I think universal and was kind of the one you know on that side of it and then right. a guy who was really big in the kind in the um, leaking scene like the people that are actually getting the CDs from the factories and the distributors and leaking them online um, and it follows the three stories. Um, which makes it so much more engaging because it's really about them. It's not about just mm, about yeah, and about you know what timeline. It's about the three individuals and perspectives from the complete from the industry. And each was so good. I kind of wanted to read a book on each of them like, also- later. <laughs> when it jumped from one to the other, I was like, oh, when I wanted to, hit- want to hear more about the last one. Let's I hope we get back to that. Um, but yeah, really, really good and and j- uh, explains. It t- i learned a lot about how a lot of that stuff happened because you kind of take it for granted you know i used to go on Kazaa or whatever and download my mp 3s yeah. <laughs> you don't know where they come from you don't know kind of um you know how that will happen but yeah really really interesting and an interesting look at the recording industry and how that had to change and how it was forced to change and um really from where it was at you know its peak in the in the late 90s early 2000s with cd sales. Higher than ever, they were printing money, you know. They're, they're making a CD for literally uh, less than a dollar and then selling it for like 17, 18 dollars. And people are buying them in their droves. And then suddenly, within about five years, it had dropped 50, 60, 70%. Um, yeah. And it kind of goes into that. So, yeah, really, really good book, uh, How Music Got Free. Really enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: I've been wondering where my, where my Who Let the Dogs Out MP3 came from <laughs> back in the day.
0: Bah-ha,
3: man.
0: <laughs> uh, that is the book off for the week. I've, I have added that one to my list. It, sound, it sounds really good. Um, that's the music off for the week, and that is the show for the week. We will be back uh, next week. Uh, I'm on. I'm on Mahalo Bob, so it might be the boils mm-hmm. uh, uh, on their own. Uh, but we will we'll update you accordingly. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're back next week with uh, more. Uh, more of the same. If you want to reach out to us, chairshoppodcast.com, there is an email form if you want to contribute a a take, ask a question, do a quiz, whatever is on your mind.
2: I was actually Uh, reading through some emails in the week, some old emails. It was nice. There's no no story to it. I was reading... uh, Oh. I just... I I had um, had to get into the the email. I got a notification. So I I, I changed it, reset the password for the email address. So I had it set up on my phone, which I actually don't ever have like the the we we do have a chair shot podcast at gmail.com. So if people want to email directly to that, you can do chairshot podcast at yeah. But the way the way we we'll get a little behind the curtain here. The way we have the form set up on the website is you choose your host and it sends it each email to the chair podcast at gmail address. And then we have a rule on that address. That if you have host Paul, it forwards it to my address. If it has host <laughs> Barry, it forwards it to Barry's and host Joe forwards it to Joe's. So none of us have access to see the emails of the other people because that chair podcast at gmail.com email is not monitored. I didn't even have it set up on any of my devices until just now. So I, was, I had one mailbox that had all the emails we've ever seen. Mm. So I was reading emails from, uh, Jay, all the names popping up, Jamie, Malcolm, Nick Hemming, Scott McAvoy, obviously, uh, Michelle, Barry when he's away, me, Joe when he's away. Me, I'm never away, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. it was great Just to see, like people had emailed in quizzes. I was on the bus with my brother doing the quizzes mm. with him. Uh, Tony Portmanteau we were doing. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, I
2: remember. Um, it was really, really nice to read. Uh, also around... um episode 500 we got a lot of emails about people's like favorite moments and stuff. that that's great to read as well so just to reinforce when you email in okay you can do it on the website through the the form on chairshoppodcast.com or you can email directly chairshoppodcast at gmail.com because i now have it set up i can check that as well um you know we we, we love
0: it when we get an email whether it's a quiz we do love a mail, or just mm-hmm. whatever you know, we do we do love an email just just shooting the shiz, uh, yeah, greatly appreciated. Uh, thank you very much, uh, listeners, for uh, uh, sticking with us, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Goodbye. Turn off your uh, MP3
2: player now, and, <laughs> and and go do something. Go to go go outside. Go on a walk or something. <laughs> Goodbye. Leave it
3: there.